What we need right now is a clear message to the people of this country. This message must be read in every newspaper, heard on every radio, seen on every television. This message must resound throughout the entire interlink. I want this country to realize that we stand on the edge of oblivion. I want every man, woman and child to understand how close we are to chaos. I want everyone to remember why they need us. <laughs> the fuck is with this guy? Who is he? I'm your huckleberry. The decision of one man to launch a wholly unjustified and brutal invasion of Iraq. I mean, of Ukraine. Everybody knows you never go full retard. You went full retard, man. There's an old saying in Tennessee, I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, fool me once, shame on, shame on you. If fool me, we can't get fooled again. So you smart, huh? No. I thought your hair would be bigger. It says on your chart that you're fucked up. Uh, you talk like a fag, and your shit's all retarded. So, just chill out. You know, drink a 7-Up, eat a moon pie, quit murdering people. You have smoked yourself retarded. It's a big club. And you ain't in it. I got hairy legs that turn that 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 that, that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down, so it was straight. And then watch the hair come back up again. What is your major malfunction, num nuts? And welcome to the Monday Night Master Debaters. Damn, we got a good one tonight, folks. Ignore the noise. I know President Poo Poo Pants said he cured cancer, and you got Mitch glitching out, and you got Diane Feinstein. Instead of just saying A, she decides to give a, uh, a, a testimonial as to why we should donate to the uh, just the war complex. We're going to ignore all that, and we're going to talk about actual stuff. That can you can do, and you always you're always asking me, hey, how do we, you know, what can we do to make a difference? Tonight's show is going to be that show for you, because I got two guys on that are doing it. I'm kind of doing it, and once I get more settled, I'm in because of this guy's work. And then we got Rye, who is gonna be along for the ride, and I guarantee you, by the end of this ride, you're gonna try it out. Hey, I got. I got literally two coils and uh, I'm actually growing a couple weed plants and it's legal before anyone says anything. It's legal. <laughs> where I'm at. So I got two coils in there and, it, it, you know, Tyson actually sent me some literature that he had Tyson. I haven't gotten into it yet, but I absolutely want to read it because uh, I think it's just a, a it's, it's a fascinating concept, man. Nice. Well, and Tyson, welcome, man. Hey, Matt, how's it going? Good, oh. brother. I see you. Uh, I, I see your Instagram page, and guys, anybody that's interested, it's that underscore crazy underscore Canuck. And for what the last like two to three months, you've been implementing electroculture into your garden and and plants, and it's awesome to watch, man. I'm, I, it makes me happy to see people doing this stuff. 
Yeah, no, it's awesome. It's been a fun little experiment. All thanks to the other guest here, Mr. Roski. He's the one that kicked me off in this journey, and it's been crazy. My avocado plant that I first started with is growing like a weed right now. So I implemented it in a bunch of other stuff in my yard, and it's unbelievable how well this stuff works. And and I got introduced to this kind of backwards. Like our friend Nico from Upstate Unconventional, um, he makes orgone pyramids and, and different orgone uh, pieces. And he sent me up a box of a couple pyramids, and I have this uh dragon plant that you know i'm i kill everything and i'm like you know what i'm like i'm gonna make this thing live and it was hurting and i took one of his pyramids and i just put it in the soil and you know put it near some sun all of a sudden it came back to life within a couple days and then all of a sudden you know one full the full side where the pyramid is is just flowers everywhere probably about eight to ten you know probably about fist size flowers and the backside's bare. So I'm like, you know what? Last Monday when we were on this show, I put a pyramid on the backside. I already got three leaves coming out the backside now. So Matt, Matt Rusky of Cultivate Elevate, who is kind of right now the godfather of uh, electroculture and free energy. And the thing I love that you do most, man, is you're preaching abundance over scarcity because that's all we hear in the news and all we're m- bombarded with by media is scarcity fear you know you you dependence and you're showing people with your work how to break that system how to become independent how to show that there's abundance possible with very little investment and that's a beautiful thing so welcome to the show my friends thank you for having me on and yes it's the most fact-checked information abundance that's for sure anytime you say anything about you have unlimited oil, unlimited water, unlimited food or energy. That's the most commonly fact-checked one I've noticed because I've shown a bunch of videos with you know primary water, unlimited water that's underneath our feet and how to do dousing to find that primary water and that unlimited water. And those ones get fact-checked. Then I've shown the oil coming out of the earth and how there's abundant amounts of unlimited oil. We're never running out. And I've shown the videos of just pouring out of the earth. And I've had even videos with multiple different languages. So that's not me just saying it. It's all these other people across the world showing how there's unlimited oil coming out of the earth. And they're like, they're just manipulating the prices, you know. And then when we take it to the energy standpoint, I've been getting a lot into weather vanes and lightning rods, which were originally up on top of the buildings to gather atmospheric energy as they spun and were taking in that lightning or atmospheric charge. And it basically thinks makes me think that people used to have batteries underneath their house and they would store that that energy up. So they had unlimited energy, 1800s, 1900s. And then now as we move into food, same exact thing with electroculture, a little bit of copper, a little bit of a uh, little bit of antennas, maybe some quartz or some crystals and abundance the same. And I just had a lady tag me yesterday in a video, which I just reposted on TikTok and Instagram, but it hit almost a million views in 24 hours. And it shows her beautiful, big, just gigantic vegetables. And it just makes me realize that, once again, abundance of food. And when you get into electroculture, it goes back to 1835. I found all these articles from New South Wales and Australia in the newspaper talking about how the Royal Agricultural Society was doing electroculture and writing essays on it. So if it wasn't real or it wasn't true, then as we look at this example right here, of this is her second harvest. So this is the first one was a large one. Now here's her second one. 
But if it wasn't true, then why are people getting such great results? And she just shows this thing looks like a torpedo. Look at that. <laughs> it's just crazy. You know, yeah. so it really makes me wonder at, at, through all my research and as I've been getting into this, how big things are supposed to be. You know, like we've been deceited and lied to on so many things. And I think food is another one where we have no idea. And our traditional method of like the plant is not doing well, chop it down and burn it or whatever it may be. You know, it just might be in a state we don't understand. There's like energy missing from that plant. And as we restore that energy, all of a sudden, you know, you got crazy yields because you're just restoring what has been disconnected by either all these cell phone towers or the change of our terrain in such a short amount of time. And, you know, when we think of resets, I mean, food is a big one in which has been reset multiple times. And then we became de dependent on all these chemicals and DuPont and Monsanto and all this stuff, this, this war machine. But I've realized with just a piece of wood and copper, you know, you could just harness all the energy and you don't need any of that stuff. So it's just all of this has led me down so many different paths that I've just started to realize I've been duped on so many levels. And scarcity was always the one that, like you said, is always being programmed and fear, fear, fear. When in reality, it's quite the opposite. And the amount of people growing food, and just to throw a statistic in there, the amount of people growing food or searching up how to grow food in 2020 were like 100,000 a month on average. Then you go to 2021, you go up to like 200,000. Then you go to 2023 and you hit like 3 million. So it's just people just wanting to have their independence with that and not be a part of this weird Bill Gates injecting weird stuff into your food system and things like that. Well, it's like their idea of scarcity backfired on them, you know, because if you look at it and, and I've been, I've been following your, your page and listening to you on other podcasts and actually our buddy Ryan Alexander, who comes on here quite frequently, the podcast you did with him was one of the best, the two hours where you guys talked all sorts of stuff, but I started looking at it and it's like, they've castrated architecture, right? Disconnected architecture, They've uh, disconnected us in the medical field from natural ways. Transportation, they've disconnected us and made us dependent on oil. Agriculture, horticulture, and energy. You look at the ma their major areas of profit, it's areas that we've seen there's free energy or free possibilities, but they've made us instead dependent on it. And, and I love what, you know, you guys are doing because you're breaking that and showing, listen, guys, Hey, all it takes is a couple seeds, some soil and a little bit of copper, and it can go a long way. Well, well and also too, not to cut you off, but I mean, look at the look size that, of that thing. I mean, that's a, that's a weather vane or a lightning rod that was on top of a church. So why would you have a gigantic gold orb and eagle sitting on top of your building that is 10 people across? And what are you harnessing? Like how much energy are you harnessing at that size? And think of it without breaking your building too, because imagine how hard it would be to put that up there, you know, and then you have another one on this side. And I just wanted to show you guys this book because it relates to everything we're talking about. But this is some family who took ownership over this, but that's another orb. And then another eagle, and look at the size of that. And just zoom in so it's better. But look at the size of those, these, these lightning rods, as we've been told, that are, you know, to protect us from lightning. But then when you look at this, why would you put a gold and copper eagle on top of your house? 
And it's even made out of gold leaf, which you know yep. how hard gold leaf is to get and how expensive it is. So imagine that amount of gold and copper sitting on top of your house. And then now imagine a lightning storm coming in, you know, or something and the amount of energy that you would gather. And if you want to take it uh, one step further, which is funny, this was a church from 1775. And that is another lightning rod on the on the other side. Oh. And it's massive. And, you know, 1775 were before the Declaration of Independence. And then this is a steeple. So if you guys see this, this is uh, a, a crane trying to pick it up. And this is being done in 1954 to put it back on top. You know, yeah. so what are you trying to gather with these these antennas right here other than energy? Because these are massive and it was funny because they said like a hurricane knocked it over. You know, it's a traditional hurricane and fire always knocks fire, over. right? Yeah. yeah. You know, but it's it's funny because when I was getting into this book and I, ju I just found this the other day. And that's why I wanted to show it just in here because, you know, these things, you guys have all seen these on top of like people's houses and garages. The cupolas. Yep. The cupolas. They were saying that yeah. these were for when a wife lost her husband, they would sit up here and look for them like out to sea. But then why would you put a lightning rod, for example, on top of those? Because wouldn't she get hit, you know, if she was sitting in this looking out into the sea, you know? <laughs> and these are made out of wood, too. So wouldn't the lightning cook them? You know, it's like you sit and sit here and go, okay, lightning rods, weather vanes, and electroculture antennas, atmospheric antennas. You start to see this same perpetual cycle and start to realize that we've been duped in, in so many ways. And they're all in copper, too, because even this other book, and I'll just show it real quick, is just another one. 1893, copper weather vanes, everything made out of copper, all conductors. So, you know, you start to sit there and go, well, why would you be making, you know, designs like this to catch lightning? And these are some of these are six feet to some of them I saw are eight feet tall. Some of them are six feet wide. I mean, think of that thing sitting on top of your house, like, you know, the amount of energy that it would gather and whatever height your house is, it's already gathering energy on top of that. But it's just, yeah. you know, the more you get into this, this electroculture, and that's why I'm trying to just show the connection between it, between these and 1835 Royal Ag Agriculture Society using all this, we should definitely be doing all of this. Because it does give us the abundance that we're talking about rather than the scarcity that we've been programmed. Yep. Does it, any of those books mention anything like, do they have mercury in those balls? So I had a lady reach out to me on TikTok, which is funny. And she has a brass ball with liquid in it. And I was telling her, you got to cut that thing open and see what it is. But I've done experiments with mercury where I've taken mercury, put it in front of a voltmeter spun it in a circle multiple times in a row and instantaneously it'll start to gather voltage and the voltage will keep going up the faster you spin that that mercury so okay. if you think about it you could be putting mercury in that ball and then as it's spinning because of the the magnetics of the earth then it then it would start to create energy or maybe if it's hot it starts to spin because mercury, you know, it, it goes through all these different like changes of hot and cold. But it's interesting because these books don't mention that, but they all create these big orbs. And it's like, why are you creating the orb? It doesn't make any sense, you know, unless there's maybe something in it. One book mentioned that there was lead in them. 
which is interesting because now imagine how heavy that heavy. would be oh, yeah. built out of lead on top of your house. So now you got like this 5,000 pound rod on top of your house that's, you know, made out of lead, gold and brass or, or copper, you know, so a lot of stuff that just really doesn't make any sense. And they also use lead paint, right? I mean, that's another thing you think about it, the interior of your house was essentially coated with a semiconductor. Pretty much, yes, and can block EMF waves. Yes. So they got all of that banned back in the 70s because they realized that people could put lead paint in the house, block all the radio frequencies and the EMF, and they would be completely free of all that. So they did that whole ploy where they put lead into the, the cars, into the gasoline, and then as it burned, it emitted toxic fumes, and then those toxic fumes were blamed on the banning of lead, when in reality, it was just they knew what it was doing. And then if we take it a step further, you had lead pencils, which I actually was reading a book from 1903, and they said that lead pencils were made out of graphite. And what is graphite? Graphene. Yeah. How they're connected. Oh. So people were getting graphene, graphite poisoning in 1903. <laughs> they weren't getting lead poisoning. Oh, wow. I never knew that. That's insane. So lead poisoning's cool. fake. Like when these kids were eating the paint chips off of walls, that's not even a real thing. Yeah, I don't, think it, I don't think it's anything of what we were told. And I don't think anybody was eating the chips, you know, because I, <laughs> like I, I think it's just that that story we were, you know, told and sold that stated that, you know, that's what it is. And what's interesting, too, is a lot of the people who were messaging me in like the last couple of weeks were informing me that, OK, so you had copper pipes back in the day and sometimes you had lead pipes back in the day. Now, if lead was as toxic as we were told, or copper is as toxic as we were told, how can a whole house be outfitted in lead or copper? But what was interesting is somebody commented on one of my videos and said, that's to block all the frequencies. They had all the pipes installed with lead and copper so that it made a Faraday cage in their house. So oh, if you think about it, now we have PVC, DuPont plastic, and all this garbage instead, but... If, if water was flowing through those lead pipes, wouldn't they all have lead poisoning? You know, like the, the thing we were told. So maybe it's different than what we were, so, you know, said. Similar to like the whole when you get into like plutonium and all those other things. Yep. It's kind of, you know, opposite narrative. So, yeah, it's just fascinating. I found this book and I thought, oh, man, the lead pencil thing got me. You know, like I remember <laughs> being told that one and it's like it's going to get you. If you stick it into your friend, he's going to get lead poisoning. You know? like, <laughs> Actually, he's going to get graphite poisoning, you know, so it's just, yeah. Can different. we get lead-based paint anymore at all? You can find it on eBay, maybe. I mean, it's just really challenging to find. A lot of the stuff, like, once it goes out of production, that's usually the challenging part I've noticed is to find. Same with light bulbs and, like, plasma bulbs, right, right. all yeah. the different ones. You can still find some of them, but I don't even know if they're the real deal anymore or it's like some fake fake thing they're trying to sell or something well that's another thing is those uh you know old school light bulbs they, those had healing properties to them too and now we're using these fluorescent bulbs and those are i mean they they completely mess with your sleep cycle it seems like at the very least and maybe it does like a lot more as well, far as like harming you on the box it says you know earth friendly but then it says also contains lead mercury and other toxic chemicals so what a ploy of marketing you know the fluorescent bulbs and yeah, those are, they're emitting a very toxic frequency. And there's a little warning on those boxes 
that say they emit radio frequencies and it's like a little FCC warning. So they're emitting the cell phone frequency the whole time. And then now you've got the bait and switch of the LED push that they're trying to push us in, which is the same exact thing. You know, so we're moving away from incandescence and halogens and Edison bulbs and moving towards these toxic lights, which, like you just said, mess with our brain and our circadian rhythm and our melatonin levels. And well, then- when you go back in time, sorry, when you go back in time, look at arc lighting. That's what, if you look at that, what's behind you, that Chicago 1893 footage, those were using arc lighting, which is carbon lighting. So you can make a carbon bulb. And that thing will last forever, and it uses moonlight. So it's something to look into. Hmm. Is that like that bulb that's still burning that's been going for like like 100 years or something like that? There's some light bulb. In that fire hall. Yes. It's been going for a long, long time, decades, and it still hasn't burnt out. There's one in Texas. So if that's the one you're talking about, they have an arc lighting in Texas, which can light up the whole entire city from that one bulb. And that's all the way at the top. It almost looks kind of like an Eiffel Tower, and they have yep. it at the top, like a whatever. So it could be that one. But yes, those are those are arc lighting. They're really, really bright, insane, and they last a really long time because you just replace the carbon and yep. you just keep running through them. So you know, same thing. If we want sustainable, it's already been here. You know, you're just trying to sell me this adapter to the adapter and then package it up with a tax. Usually yep. that's well, and that's why you know I think the electric culture is the way to go right now. Because it's the one thing that everybody has the means to be able to do. I don't care if you're in an apartment. I don't care if you have a farm with acreage. You don't need land to do it. You can do it in buckets is what you know, you're know you proving. And all it takes is simple stick, copper, maybe zinc if you want, or other you know metals, gold, silver, whatever, uh, any conductor. And you're... Everyone that I've known has seen results from this. And it's what what I love about what you do, too, is you look at the old books. And that's one of the things I'm big into is is texts from, you know, anything in the 1800s, basically. And then maybe the first 10, 15 is a stretch in the 1900s. And then after that, you get the just it's just propaganda. Yes. But. Yeah, but what you get out of it is is that we've been lied to and that there this knowledge was essentially lost. You know, I don't my my grandparents were big time, you know, farmer type and I don't remember them mentioning electric culture once. And it seems like that World War 1ish is right around there is when you see it just disappear. And then all of a sudden, you know, 2020, 2021, it it's making a comeback. It's like that hundred year cycle, you know, and that's another thing I like to look at is the cycles, because I feel like there are repeating cycles in this, whatever we're in. Um, And that may be one of them. Maybe this is the this is the thing that busts us out is is breaking free with nature, because one of the things I fight with all the time is synthetic versus natural. And we are in a synthetic realm right now, but we're meant to live naturally. Everything around us is synthetic. You know, your entertainment's fake. Your food is fake. Your air, your water, all of it has this synthetic feel to it. But there's ways to get avoid it. And, and I think this electroculture is is something that anybody can do. Anybody can see results, verifiable results. And 
it gets us away, like you said, from the the dependence. We become, a, a, and there's plenty of abundance. You see the size of those zucchinis that woman had, squash, whatever it was. I mean, they were bigger than footballs. Yeah, and she she's actually giving those away to people who come to her holistic practice. There you so go. That was the whole thing of when I first learned about this and how a lot of this information was lost in the 1940s when Victor Schauberger presented that if you use copper tools, you'll have abundant farms. And politicians at that time were basically getting kickbacks. So they put out a radio and news broadcast to pretty much get rid of copper tools altogether. And they told the farmers if they use copper tools, they'll yield too much food and not make enough money. So, you know, what a broadcast to put out and what a scare set to put into people's minds. If I use those copper tools, I'm going to lose all my, you know, my, my growth, my farms and my yields. So I better not. And people just went with it because it was right around that World War II reset situation that was occurring. And that information was lost. And the more we're getting into it, you know, the more I'm learning about, like, for example, 1835, where the Royal Agriculture Society was writing essays on electroculture. So if it's not true, then why are they, the Royal, not just anybody, the Royal Agriculture Society, they basically do everything with everything with farming, gardening, you name it. Why are they writing essays? And why are there, when you type in, for example, like Australia or New South Wales articles on Australia, on electroculture, you get about 10,000 newspaper articles, pictures, diagrams, lettuce growing out with, without water, wheat, that wheat where they're harvesting 500 thousand tons just crazy numbers that you're like what on earth you know so you start to see all this and realize yes we've been duped in many ways and if we use the right materials and we conduct and we help increase the energy and the flow we can balance everything out because all the stuff they're trying to do i've realized is just turn away the structure or like you said make synthetic you know even with humans they're trying to make humans synthetic everything is to just compete against the natural ways. And all we're doing is restoring those natural ways. And then everything just flows. Even my place, I've had every bird, bee, pollinator, insect, grasshopper, bat, hummingbird, anything you can think of in Scottsdale, Arizona, come to my house or my balcony and just putting antennas in like on the balcony at my house and seeing all of these things come just because they know the energy is there. So if every person was doing this, Think of the uplifting or the Schumann resonance, which has been going through the roof. Think of that part, too, of what we're doing to the earth and all of our terrain versus the reverse in which they're trying to do. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. And and one of the guys that you mention a lot is Christoflo. And he, reading his work, he, he just basically created this device and it had, you know, an antenna with some spikes on top. It kind of looked like a fork almost. And, you know, then he had, uh, uh, another piece of metal going North South and some wire, you know, he said he used copper and zinc and I've never heard the zinc. That's why I was going to ask you this about, you know, is it better to have copper and zinc so you have both ends of the charge there or you know obviously people are seeing results with copper but i was wondering if if you've heard anything or seen anything more about the use of zinc and other metals so copper and zinc forms a battery so that's a very simple combination to make a battery so i can see the copper and zinc working i can see brass when i was showing you those pictures of the lightning rods in the beginning of this a lot of them are made out of brass 
which is the combination of copper and zinc. So that also does create a battery or an electrical charge. So you can use different materials. And I always tell people, try different stuff. Just don't use aluminum because I just don't, I don't like putting aluminum into our soil or into our plants or anything. But, you know, copper, zinc, brass, you know, gold, silver, you can even use different stones. You can use quartz. You can use lodestones. You can use, you know, lapis lazuli. You can use different things like cherry quartz, which actually has mercury in it, which is funny when you get into it. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, all these different types of materials you could be using to increase your antennas or basically make them more powerful. Yeah, this we, is what uh, my buddy made right here. Just this yeah. little pyramid. It's got some copper balls in the top. It's got some metal shavings underneath and then just uh, resin. And it's amazing what this thing. I mean, it's what, two inches? It's tiny. Are those BBs? Copper, copper bearings. Yeah. Oh, okay. I got a quick question, Matt R. So, you know, when they put up those lightning antennas and they run galvanized wire down, for, yes. to continue it have you ever heard of anyone running it'd be expensive but galvanized wire and copper so you get the magnetic and the electric into the ground i haven't had anybody do that i've had a couple people on large farms do a gigantic antenna and then run copper wire across their whole like acreage and they've mm -hmm. had really great results so you could combine and try it now the only thing that happens with that galvanized is there's usually iron in there so that iron, if it does rust or decay, I know galvanized wire, they say doesn't rust or decay, but if it does, then you're going to get that same rust and decay kind of back into your soil. So the other idea is if you did some sort of carbon or something like basalt, you know, something like that, maybe like the basalt clay and doing okay. that all across your land, that would probably be a better alternative, at least my thoughts on it. But I, when I go back into those 1835 articles I was telling you about, they did use galvanized wire as well. So it was, I think also people's land also determines things. And that's why I always talk about like dousing and pendulums of figuring out what's going on on your land with a, with either dousing rods or a pendulum, because you can determine the exact placement for your antennas. And then you can determine the frequency that's coming from your antenna from just a uh, pendulum as well too. So I, I would, Try it and see how it works and maybe do one side of your land with the galvanized wire and copper and then do the other side of the land with, say, just copper or galvanized wire and see how it works out and kind of test it out. Because my thing is trial and error, you know, just keep trying to see what works and what doesn't. And it'll kind of just flow from there. At least that's how I said. Do you agree with them throwing the magnets at the south side facing the magnetic and the, like the north magnetic and facing north the issue with the with the magnets when you get into this is if you look up south facing magnets they make so if, if the magnet is facing south it makes the plant grow faster if the magnet okay. is facing north it makes the plant grow slower so you know if you have a magnet that has both poles or is emitting both poles at the same time then i think you can slow things down and speed them up at the same time if that makes sense so I kind of always try to tell people to stick to, for example, like a lodestone, which is usually hit by lightning and it's a magnetic stone because it's got the iron in it too. But to stick with lodestones, because you have that, you have the natural occurring magnetism of the earth rather than when they make magnets and they do it all different types of things. Because some of the electroculture books I was reading, I think like 1900s, they were talking about they would use like really, really light magnets like that didn't have a large pull 
But we, if you think about, have like all those neo magnets and things. These things are like crazy strong. So I feel like less is more, if that makes sense. Maybe so if you're going to experiment with the magnets, use the ones that have less of a pull than more of a pull. If that, that makes sense. that makes sense because when they do like actual electric charges into the ground, they say low voltage over a long period of time is better than high voltage because you'll just fry everything, right? Yes, you'll cook. You'll cook every you'll cook. And 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 also too, because your plants it's very hard for a plant. Uh, there's a couple books, which I feel like they were the misleading ones, but there were a couple books, I think 1910, 1912. And those were ones where they were like putting electricity through the plants. And I was like, dude, we don't need to do that. Like that's Rockefellers. We're putting this goofy stuff into the plants, whatever, but that can cook the plants. And that's too much of a charge. And, you know, just think of plants as like yourself. If, if, for example, me and you took those like a, like a taser and said and shocked each other a whole bunch of times, you know, sooner or later, you're not going to be able to withstand that. But if it was maybe a lower shocking, and I'm just using that as an example, it would most likely be a lot safer and a plant can recover. So same thing with a less pull or less conductivity or less volt, like amounts of volts running through can be more beneficial than if you just, you know, hit the plant with like a high amount, it, it would be almost like detrimental. Yeah, it's wild. Because and, and one of the things they're finding that, you know, as tainted or destroyed as our soil is overall it can be recovered with these methodologies you know they've seen some tremendous turns or turnarounds using this you know especially in the old books you you look at it and people would lie in their entire garden and they're saying they wouldn't have to deal with any bacteria or or anything like that because it would all all the current and everything the frequency was on the right one so they wouldn't even come attack the plants yeah, and it gets more. Go ahead. Sorry, oh, you I was go just going to say it, get, it gets more and more uh, beneficial at, up to six years, and then you're maxed out or something after six years, right? Yes, because each year it's multiplying to get stronger and stronger. But now the question is: is at that sixth year? Because if we go with that timeline, think of how strong your plants are, or the seeds that are coming from those plants at the sixth year. Yep. And it was interesting because there was a fellow who reached out to me. There was a, of a guy who wrote a book in German and this guy was in Germany and he learned that if you take seeds and you place them in a certain static field, you can actually bring them back to the prehistoric days of what that seed used to look like. And he noticed that his corn, for example, he has this little like box. It's a little electrostatic box. So now we're into static fields. So this little box will mimic the atmosphere as you go above the ionosphere. So they mess with the ionosphere and mess with our weather all the time. And they're always messing with that layer. But if you go to the next layer, which I think is the magnetosphere, I think that's what it is. But anyways, if you go up to the next layer and you put seeds in that type of environment, they will come back as like a prehistoric seed almost. Basically, that's what he was describing. So what he did was he took these corn seeds and he put them in that box. And what he noticed was instead of the corn coming out with just one straight vine, or one you know, bushel like we normally see, it came out with six. And it almost looked like some monstrous, almost like you know, out of this movie, like Godzilla type of thing. And yeah. what he noticed was too, was he took fish. And this is when the experiments all stopped, actually. This is when they stopped completely. But he took fish and he took trout and he put them in that box. And when the trouts had their babies, instead of the trout looking like a traditional trout, the jaw of the trout was like a shark. 
It was like gigantic. And when he compared those trout to the regular trout, the baby trout that he originally started with were like this. These prehistoric trout were like three times the size. And what he basically figured out was if we use certain static fields, we can actually bring things back to what they used to be. So I sat and thought, imagine if you did that with insects, you'd have these gigantic things all <laughs> roaming around. And we, that's why I'm saying we have no idea. But what he noticed was, was all the seeds that he planted after doing this all turned out exactly like that. But then the next generation was about half that size. And then the following generation, I think, was half. So relating back to your question on electroculture, this is obviously a very long answer on it. But it really makes you wonder what truly could be there, whether it's the size or the magnitudes of plants when you get into all of these different things related to either conductivity or static fields. Dude, that could explain like giants too, right? Matt, like Matt and Matt are yeah. right. I mean, like what you're saying that that's what that makes. It makes so much sense, man. Like just being in a certain environment could really grow somebody or grow something like yeah. crazy. That's why. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing. Like when you get back into those, 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 those books that talk about 18 feet the 18 foot people in the ganchos off of the Canary and Azor Islands, the big, uh, the big 18 foot people with red hair, green eyes, you know, they might've been living in a certain field or understanding how to harness that field and then be able to almost like not breed, but like make big, all big people. Cause right. now imagine if you've got all these 18 foot people now imagine what you could be building. And there's just so much more that can come about it. But then also imagine, you know, those like, do you remember those cows that were, I think they were in Germany where they were absolutely massive and they look like they're like the super cow. That could be the same exact thing too. They say it's selective breeding, but I think there's much more to it than just selective breeding. What era is that in? The the giant cows? I think it's in Europe. Look up giant cows. I think they're Swiss cows or something. They oh, look- I was meaning like the time frame. Sorry, Matt. Oh, no, they're they're around now. Like they, right now, wow. There's still, there's still people breeding them, but they look like like an Arnold Schwarzenegger cow. If you saw yeah. it, you'd be like, what on earth is like going on? A roided on? out cow. Yeah. <laughs> people are like, what they give it? And it's like, dude, I don't I don't think they gave it anything. I think they understand certain methods or method, you know, methodology of doing things and they figure these things out. Let's see if you got it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> look at that first one up there. That's close, but it's like a it's a big muscle cow. Yeah. See if you got it. That's the that's the Swiss cow and the Jersey cow. Yeah. Well, the like, same way that they breed things super small, like these mini horses and like you know tiny dogs and whatnot. Like, why couldn't you just do this the opposite of that? Yeah, yeah, because you could shrink things down or make things bigger. You know, based on certain obviously frequencies and then you know the static charges and things like this. But you know, this thing has really gotten me into seeing things at such a different light. You know, because now when you start connecting the dots, you start understanding everything is sound, everything is light, everything is vibration, you know, those three main things. And once we start tapping into those, I mean, then it's kind of like things are endless. And the whole, you know, scarcity thing goes out the window, because like we were talking about at the beginning, those the ladies, you know, zucchinis or squashes. I mean, she's got enough to feed the little small city now. And if every person was doing it and if they were two, three times the size of that. Oh my gosh, think how much food you'd have. You'd have so much food you would be, I don't know what you'd be doing with it, but you'd be obviously being able to give it out or feed everybody, you know? And and that's the thing that makes sense, Matt, is that if if you had these families that specialized in food and your town came together and shared, 
that there is no hunger, right? Yes. There is an abundance of land in this world. It, it, there should be no hungry people, but the powers that be have turned it around and now they've made it. You believe that food is scarce and what f- food is available. 90 to 95% of it is trash. It's poison. Well, they use, dude, they use like these, these growth hormones and stuff and all the kinds of food. And that's, you know, toxic stuff. Why not do stuff like this where it's helpful? It seems like it's literally just taking a, like an heirloom seed and just, you know, multiplying the size of it by it looks like 10 in some of these cases or 20 even instead of you know giving it some kind of weird chemical that makes it not only bigger but toxic too so you're you're i don't know it it, it, they don't even seem like they last as long on the shelf you know like there's there's no pro to doing things the way that we're actually doing them now like at walmart how they're giving you the produce there why not just do this stuff man if if it actually works and it looks like it it does and well, guys, I, I'd like to jump in too if I if I can. First of all, hey guys, sorry I'm late. I'm late. Go ahead, Rye. Matt's great, eh? He's great. <laughs> oh man, honestly, I love listening to him. He he knows his stuff. He remembers it all, all the dates and numbers and stuff. Yeah, great presenter. But uh, Matt you, T, you were talking about, you know, maybe we uh, kind of get together and grow stuff. I'm about to put four trees in my little backyard. I don't have a big backyard at all four trees, two apple trees, a plum tree, and I think a cranberry is the fourth one. We just transplanted in some blueberries and we're going to put some raspberry bushes in there as well. And this is a tiny backyard. These trees, if you've ever had a pear tree or an apple tree or something, they produce a heck of a lot of fruit. One tree, just one tree. Almost everyone has a backyard, not almost everyone in the world, but you know, most of us live in some kind of a place where we have a backyard and it doesn't have to be a big backyard, but it can fit at least one tree. So, yeah, you don't even need that much. Really, there's so much unused space. We do use it very inefficiently. It's kind of efficient because you can do it all together. But all the distribution involved, you know, they have to pick things unripe and ripen them with gases and stuff on the way here. Like I'm in northern Canada. I don't want to buy anything from Ecuador or any of these other. I don't trust any of it. Even the apples that are grown here in Ontario, if I don't buy it from a regular farmer, then it's waxed. Why is it waxed? Why am I going to a farmer's market and getting waxed apples, all this stuff? We can skip it. I live way up here in the north and we can grow pears and plums and stuff up here. It can be done. The trees and stuff do adapt. And by the way, Matt, I'm using a little bit of electroculture with my tomatoes and I'm going to do it with the trees as well. I've got some materials going to rig this stuff up. And we talked about that. I'm on the Canadian Shield. It's a big giant rock. So I already think it's a very conductive area already and uh, yeah, i'm going to try and enhance that with some electroculture and and see how we go but this is definitely doable i'm just going to spend like 400 bucks you know on some trees from a nursery they're already they already have fruits on them they're ready yep. to go they, they've been raised now you just got to take care of them and they should provide fruit on most years not every single year awesome and you know fruit's expensive too everybody's trying to eat fruit you know you want to be healthier you got to eat more fruits and vegetables but vegetables are trickier to grow a lot of vegetables you got to plant them every year you got to tend the garden weed it and all this stuff and even if the electroculture and good you know real mineral based fertilizer actually uh takes away a lot of the pesticides and stuff like that it's still a lot of work to tend a vegetable garden but fruits just give and give you know berries just give and give every year give them lots of water and they're good to go yeah definitely doable easily right now there's no changes and even these places that regulate you know you having gardens at home and stuff and collecting your own water they can't stop you from having a tree 
and trees are, are like the easiest thing to deal with it, it just it bears fruit you don't have to really do anything you're right just look at that look at that last interview that that joe monroe monroe did that tattoo artist there oh yes he, he he was going off saying yeah you can pretty much live off of just fruit because he's a vegan and he was saying meat decays you well he's a hardcore vegan but yeah he said you can live off fruit yep his video is awesome on the holographic earth and everything and how he explains all the ether and the energy anytime somebody messages me they're like what do you believe and i'm like go watch his video it'll just explain (laughs) really easy presentation it just sums it all up and it's really simple to just see the same stuff. The same stuff I've read in all the books is literally his presentation. Like it's 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 perfect. That's for sure. I could never not do meat, though, man. I gotta have like steak and chicken. You know, I'm sure that the steak and chicken that I'm getting is shit, but it, I mean, I don't know. I feel like that it's kind of an important part of a diet too. If you're doing it in a healthy way, it seems like at least. Well, well- and Matt, one of the things I heard you talking about that I never even thought of is you can use this on animals too. Yes. And yeah. you you were saying that some people have used it in around their chicken coop and they've been seeing more eggs than usual. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. So with the with the meat thing, I was gonna say blood type plays a big big role. So you should look into whatever your blood type is. If you're O blood type, you're gonna eat the meat. That's pretty much how it's gonna go. If you're A blood type, you might not as much eat it as much. If you're B blood type, you can pretty much just survive off meat. And then if you go into AB, you know, you have a, a mix of both, but look into your blood type because this plays a really big one. Then you go positive and negative copper blood types, iron blood types. It's it's a really interesting one when you get into it. Um, but as for the, the helping of supporting the chickens and the coops and the, the sheeps and all of this, yes, they took electroculture antennas, put them on top of the chicken coop and the chickens were producing two times to three times as many eggs. And Justin Cristo flow was seeing this. And this was funny. I, I posted that when we were having all those egg shortages, when they were like, Oh, we're running out of eggs. You know, now we're running out of this. And, uh, you know, this lady started experimenting with it up in Washington and her chickens started producing two times the eggs. And Justin Cristo flow was saying that they used to do this with chicken coops. They used to do it with barns. They also used to do some different type of attachments for like sheep so that their wool would grow like to be two times as thick. You know, so if you really think about it, like antennas or these atmospheric antennas can do so much. And what really blew my mind was there was a website where they were talking about the electrical or not the electroculture, the lightning rods are actually being placed on top of houses to discharge the static that is built up on the house. Otherwise, it'll get hit by lightning. So if you think about that, it really changes the whole way you perceive your home. Because all of these materials are gathering up a static charge. Like when you run your feet through the carpet and you go and shock your friend or family member, you know, same thing. So if you could discharge that, you could be much healthier. And with all these synthetic polymers and plastics and garbage that they sell to everybody, you know, those all gather that negative static charge. And a lot of the stuff for animals is made out of plastics and all these materials too now. They don't have like the wooden coops and things like that. So you have this inversion of material and frequency and then you start having animals get sick off of something as simple as they're living in a plastic home, you mm. know, or a plastic chicken poop. And it's just like you can flip it around, use wood, use an electroculture antenna. And then now you have the complete opposite frequencies. And yeah, it's just when you get into this, it's like, once again, now that scarcity of we're running out of this is not true because we can have abundance of that, too. And 
it's just every single thing I've realized you can just keep knocking down, you know, like it, it's going to be told to you. But in reality, it's like, no, there's so much of everything. You know, well, and you look funny. at the old buildings, right? Like you look at the old churches and old cathedrals. And what's the first thing they do? They attack the towers. They ca- they essentially castrate the building. And it, it, it has to have had a tremendous effect on our environment that, you know, those things and you look at cathedrals you know say what you want between them and the pyramids we really don't have an explanation as to what they really do but we know that that they're not tombs and they're not places of worship you know it's almost like they were healing centers some sort of battery tech something beyond the narrative that we've been told Hmm. going back to that uh electric stack charge there in the house I bought uh, one of those copper-infused EMF sheets there. I wrapped my mattress in it, and then I put a little uh, Ingini spiral. Yes. I put yes. A, bit, a big one and then a smaller one on top in one big loop. I put it at my window. I ran it down, and then I ran it under my mattress so it's pinched between that sheet. I've been having the craziest sleeps. Like, my dreams... I could lucid dream, but like every night is crazy now. I was going to say that would, that would make sense. Cause now your bed, I mean, if you really think about that, that spiral plus the sheet is acting like a copper antenna towards going up, right? Not in the ground. And that's why I was thinking like, we don't even need the ground to actually barefoot ground. I mean, it's the way that we've kind of been thinking about it. Like we've been taught about it. But I kind of think like what you're doing, if it's going up, like out your window, and you're not even touching the bare ground, I would imagine. It's just it's just out. So you're harnessing now another form of grounding that is not even really mentioned or talked about. Because think about it. We always talk about you got to put your bare feet on the earth to kind of get that static and heal the body. But now you're basically explaining it from a different perspective, which was something that I thought about with lightning rods. Like maybe that's what those are connecting to another form of energy almost like there's layers of what you can connect to and then your body works as this like antenna or conductor that connects into every single thing that you plug into similar to the metaverse and all the nonsense they try to push us to mm. so hey, i mean Matt, like, you I've, guys I've kind got of, a question oh go ahead you can go first too ryan if you want no absolutely you ryan go for it okay so you talk about the uh electrical charge of clothing and that and that uh, linen has a supercharge and uh cotton organic cotton is the same charge as us i'm not really sure how the units work there but a lot of people that i talk to in the emf uh field because i'm in the emf business too we sell emf devices as well and lots of people wonder whether they should have metal on their body at all and in the health business, sometimes teeth come up because uh, root canals and fillings can cause big long-term problems for people. And I know some dentists in the business, and they say never have anything in the mouth, not even ceramic, any form of filling. Ceramic will be a little bit less, but all fillings are toxic. But they say especially not metal. You don't want to mess with the charge in the mouth. So I see you've got these copper rings on and bracelets, and I wear bracelets and, and necklaces you know various metals and and devices we call them and stuff what do you think about how metals affecting our own frequencies and our own charge obviously i've seen a benefit in the business from copper from magnets from anything charged with frequencies whether it's the earth frequencies or others there you go ryan's wearing one yeah. but some people think that metal can mess with our body's charge obviously you're wearing it what do you think man 
I mean, how about this? I mean, if I go back into like George Lakofsky's work, he used to wrap people in copper and fix them from every ailment that they had. Whether it be a digestion issue, he'd give them a copper belt. If they had tennis elbow, he would wrap their elbow with, with copper. It would help heal that. If they had brain fog, they would wear a copper necklace or a copper crown. If they had like maybe blood flow issues, they would do copper around the ankles so that the blood could flow, you know, properly. But as for all the materials, I think they're I'm personally super beneficial. And I've tested so many different ways of like doing different wraps on certain spots of the body. Because like, for example, if we just go into it really simple. So both of these are meridian lines on both sides of your body. And if you wrap this area and this area at the same time, it turns on the brain. If you wrap your feet at the same time, it basically makes it feel like you're levitating, like you're walking through, like just floating. So what I think is, is each material can gather and benefit or could gather energy and benefit the body in different ways, similar to like meridian lines and acupuncture. So, and it's interesting too, because when you get into acupuncture, they use copper needles to poke different spots to turn them on, which is a conductor. So what I've started to realize is, is if we look at, let's go with the, just the royal people, because they're the most easiest example. They always usually wear linen. They always usually utilize the, pur- the color purple. They always utilize amethyst, which is a very powerful stone. And the linen is very healing because of the, it, the, the light that comes off of it. And it doesn't gather static. And then they usually use, like they're holding, if we go with like the Pope, just to make it real easy. He's holding a gold, pure gold rod as he walks and has a gold crown that's usually entailed with emerald and lapis and usually like obsidian or another stone. Lapises are some of the strong stones you can connect to. But, you know, when you get into all of these stones and all these metals and frequencies, I think they're all very beneficial. They can be used in different ways. And they can also be used with how whatever you're trying to achieve. That's kind of how I see it. So if you needed to be grounded, you might use something like lodestone. If you need to be something connected in the third eye, you might use something like lapis. But even with materials, if you want to turn on your brain, people used to use silver because that's the, the moon energy that turns on the brain and the creativity. If you use gold and you wear a gold chain, you know, like you always see all the hip hop guys and rappers, they always got gold chains and gold crosses. Those are all antennas. Those are sun energy. So if you're trying to get all that beautiful sun energy, high energy, you wear gold. If you want to connect to Venus, you have copper, which is grounding and then also circulating. So I think every material and metal has a beneficial thing. Now, do you have to wear it all day? I don't think so. You can take it on and off and depending on how you feel, but I can definitely tell you for myself, if I, for example, put my wrists with copper and I take them off, it's it's instantaneously like my body has just kind of changed its charge. And so what I've done is experimented with different spots and different places on my body to see how I would feel. And I've even done things with like copper domes and things like that. But I think they're all very beneficial. Now, if you live in a place where maybe you have a ton of towers and something like that, then maybe it could impact you in a way. But I, the, when you get into the properties of copper, for example, it reflects RF frequencies and, and blocks them. So if you really think about it, wearing it would be very beneficial in a place in which you have a lot of that going on so that you can block and reflect these frequencies and they wouldn't impact you as much. And it really made me start to think that like, if we go back into time and you think of like the samurai and he was like covered in armor, how was he fighting, number one? And number two, maybe that material that he was wearing was allowing him to levitate or be able to access a higher 
like consciousness because of all that material on him. So I think metals get a bad rep, but I think that's just because we've been told so many things, even just about like lead and all these different materials and even mercury. And we know like a smidge in comparison to what we've been told. So I think it's a long, my answer is very long, but I feel like they're very beneficial in certain ways, depending on what the purpose and what you're trying to use them rather than to remove them out of our, our world. I think that, I don't think that's in my opinion, a good idea. Well, I, I agree. I appreciate your answer. Um, what do you think about, okay, you're wearing natural clothes on your top half. You're wearing a shirt that's hundred percent cotton or it's linen, but you're wearing uh, underwear and pants that are polyester. Does it completely cancel it out? Or are you getting good energy on your top and not on your bottom? Because I see the same people that you're uh, quoting, basically, they're talking about like, if you wear a cotton shirt, and then a wool sweater over top of it, the wool, even though it has this mega frequency, it's canceled out by the cotton when you layer them. So two goods actually equal a negative. But does it count for your entire body? Do you have to wear the, the one material over your entire body? Like people talk about the benefits of linen, do you have to have a whole linen suit and dry clean everything but no then dry cleaning is bad because it's chemicals right what do we do everyone's wrinkly yeah how, how does this work so with that you know there's there there is a benefit no matter what of just wearing the linen but what i've noticed is of some of the scriptures and things that i looked at they said that they shouldn't quilt them together so they shouldn't sew them together something about when mm -hmm. you sew the two materials together it actually counteracts the frequencies now wearing any linen is better than no linen at all. And I'll say that because let's say you have a person with a lot of static in, in their bedroom because they got polyester sheets, just them switching to linen sheets at least, they're not sitting on a static field or static bed mattress the entire time because it's counteracting a lot of the, the polymers and plastic. So any natural frequency is better. Now, if you can't go all completely natural, even if you just do a couple pieces, that's better than nothing. Because even like, for example, on your head, you know, just a simple hat. If a hat is made out of, of plastics and polymers, it messes with the hair, messes with the mind, messes with the brain. But if you get something out of cashmere or linen or wool or hemp, you'll feel a complete difference when you put that on top of your head. It almost feel very relaxing. So oh, I love my wool hat. I'm, I've become known for it. My newsboy hat. I'm usually wearing it, but I got <laughs> headphones on. I, I think of it as my thinking cap, honestly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's those frequencies. Those come off these natural materials. We've just been disconnected from them because we have either DuPont plastic or iron and steel. You know, that's pretty much all we got. And so a lot of the stuff we've been lost with, but, you know, everything is one step at a time. You know, even when I was going through my clothing and changing things out in my clothing and my sheets and other things, one step at a time, do what's best for you and what you can do at your time and work with your most important things like your bedroom or somewhere you're sitting all the time or something you're wearing all the time. You know, work with those things first and then kind of just upgrade slowly. And the easiest one, too, is, you know, check out a thrift store. There's people always just giving away linens and wool and cashmere all the time, not even realizing that they got it. And they're just like, oh, yeah, I'm just getting rid of that. And you yeah, could true. Those wool sweaters are expensive. I've yeah. Yeah, picked up a, a few wool sweaters at, at the store and they're really good deal. And yeah, yeah. I've been replacing my, my wardrobe piece by piece, too. I just threw out all the all the um, plastic shirts that I have and. So I just went down. I don't have that many shirts, actually, but they're all 100% cotton. That's what I got left. So I wear them. I'll buy new ones, you know, one piece at a time. Yeah, it's difficult to even find jeans that are 100% cotton these days. Everything is stretched. And I hate them anyways. I'm skinny and my jeans are stretching out. What the heck? 
It's too stretchy. <laughs> it's too Dude, stretchy. I, it doesn't go back. I saw something that uh, it was like a study out of Cairo a little while back that that said that polyester is one hundred percent effective as a uh, like a birth control yep. type type thing, right? Wow. So like if you wear and and what that's really interesting because Under Armour blew up when they came out. You know, like there's the story this very inspiring story of this man in a garage taking on Nike, right? And he's going toe to toe with Nike. And you wonder how a company like that gets so big. And then you come to find out the shit that they're making is literally like fitting right into the agenda of, of birth control and of population. Uh, Sterilization. What's yeah. that? Sterilization. Yeah. Sorry, Matt. I caught you right when you were drinking there, but yeah, dude, it's, it's, I mean, it's wild that, that that's not something that's really put out there. That polyester is just straight. Like you're not going to be able to have kids. And now, if you take the polyester off, it goes away instantly. But if you're wearing polyester um, for some reason, I don't know exactly what it is. Is it because it's a plastic base? Yeah, it's it's the static charge. So think of like too much heat on your body. That's why okay. people start getting itchy. And it's funny because I was in the fitness world. I watched you know people do thousand pound squats, thousand pound deadlifts. I've I've seen almost everything possible. And a lot of the stuff in there, like you just said, it's all plastic. Right. And at my gym, we had all the old school iron, steel, heavy duty. I mean, I bought everything like American made, heavy, heavy, heavy duty. Like if you saw it, you'd be like, okay, this is this is going to hurt me. But, you know, those things had that resonance and people would get stronger. Now, if you look at a lot of the gym equipment too, what is it made out of? Plastic and, and rubber and aluminum. Rubber so coated, yeah. The people too, the materials. And this was in the book. Dr. John Ott, Health and Light, he explained that there's three things that weaken society as a whole. And it's very simple to just, you know, to conquer. You have artificial lights. So you have the fake lighting instead of the sunlight. Then you have the artificial polyester clothes, which when a person does a muscle test, they instantaneously become weaker. And then last but not least, you have the, uh, the radio frequencies from the devices. So if you wow. think about all of those combining together, like you said, same exact thing, all impacting the cells or your re reproduction system and all of that. And then cooking that area because it's all hot. So it's gathering this static charge. And that's why like people start getting real irritable when they wear those clothes because those clothes you can't, your skin can't breathe. So then they start getting all kinds of skin conditions. And then it's just another like right. door of selling you something else. Oh, now you got the skin issue because the clothing you were wearing you know so it all goes hand in hand it's shitty because it's so much more comfortable for me at least out here and i just found this out the other day but now i have to try and make the transition over to freaking cotton underwear right because <laughs> like i i wear nothing but polyester underwear dude you know it's 120 degrees out here in tucson arizona right now you said you're in scottsdale it's hot as shit out there too you know so it's like you know it's something that yeah, i guess i gotta get used to it's like conditioning where i feel like this polyester stuff is more comfortable it's cooling and moisture wicking right so it kind of makes you feel more comfortable but yeah i gotta i guess i just gotta get back to cotton man you could do linen too linen's really cooling like insanely cooling and especially being if you're in arizona with me linen is phenomenal for cooling like, like linen will, underwear yes you will not be hot at all like it's, or what about like silk you can do silk too yeah silk is another one just make sure it's real silk there's a lot of fake silks out there but silk doesn't have a good energy though no it's less than 100 it's, isn't it it's not the best, but, you know, if we're picking between, like I'm trying to give okay. zero to 10 or zero to 20, silk, I think, is like, it's, it's yeah. It's, it's a five. It's, yeah, but it's okay. better than zero. So, you know, I, I try to give you a better alternative. 
But but you know, linen's a ten. Linen is up is five thousand. So linen okay. is a whole different level. Wool, now is it more expensive? I'm sorry, I keep cutting you off. This is just fascinating. Yeah. So linen would be it would probably be the same price because you know, I mean nowadays like everything plastic is the same price as everything real. Right. So, right. Even, you know, even flooring. If you look at flooring for a house, you can get plastic and wood, and they cost the same. You know, so yeah. it's just it's goofy. But if you go with the natural way, you'll 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 feel the difference and you'll you'll feel better. But yeah, all this stuff is just it's all it's all DuPont. DuPont is the one who owns it all, and DuPont is the one who makes all this. So you know, when you when you follow back the money, you just look up DuPont and you can see that's who makes all this plastic. They they make so much money. It's it's disgusting. Yeah, man. And you know what's funny is like now that we're talking about this, I remember. There was a North Face, you know, that company, the North Face, uh, there was like a scandal where some oil company wanted the North Face to, you know, uh, make like custom jackets for all of their, you know, oil workers. And, you know, oil face, or, or I'm sorry, North Face, I, Freudian slip right there. North Face uh, trying to be all woke was like, no, we're not going to supply you oil workers with this stuff. And then this guy comes out and says, you know, the oil that we pump out of the ground makes those clothes. Yep. Yeah. And I didn't think anything about it when I first heard that, but it's like, dude, we're wearing something that's powering cars on our bodies. You know what I mean? Like that's a wild thing to think about right there. That, so yeah, that's very interesting. It's in your food too. Well, it's, it's a medication. Byproduct. It's a byproduct of refining oils. So plastic is almost free industrially as a base ingredient. And I, I would throw it in there that, I mean, plastic has some phenomenal uses as well. Maybe not best for our clothing and stuff, but uh, it's incredibly durable. And I'm thinking of like, you know, I used to work on a little boat that was made completely of plastic. Great little boat. <laughs> you know, you could hit rocks with it and it's rock solid. Honestly, good thing. Dashboards, you know, stuff that plastic can hold up really well to. But we we have this endless supply of plastic because we have an endless supply of oil and there are, you know, legitimate applications the faces of machineries and computers and stuff. You know, I'm sure we're all sitting in front of a computer that has many plastic components in it and plastic works perfectly for it. It's easily moldable and all that stuff. But yeah, on our bodies, we don't need it. On our food, we don't need it. On our beds, we don't need it. Right. Uh, we should uh, be experiencing these great materials that we have in this world. You know, we've been using cotton and linen and all this stuff for thousands of years. You know, humans know this stuff. Matt, I think we talked about uh, furs before as well. I like furs. I'm up here in fur country. This country was <laughs> founded on furs. I'm on the fur uh, trading route here, and I like to collect furs. But I don't know. You mentioned sewing things together, different materials together, and I wanted to make some hoodies, like sew them myself, because hoodies are also hard to find cotton too. So I, now I've got a sewing machine. Okay, now this is how I've got to do it to have healthy clothes, I guess. i got to make it myself. So I'm going to make a sweet hoodie, and I wanted to sew in some furs, some rabbit furs in the hood. So is that going to cancel out the charge? I, I, you know, on first glance, you would think they amplify each other. If you got two good materials that they would just go well together. It just depends on the material. You'd have to try it, you know, use cotton, like a use a cotton thread when you do it. And then, or a linen. Yeah, thread. I bought the cotton threads too. I'm serious yeah. <laughs> about this. And then just craft something and then just see how you feel when you wear it. You know, if, if it feels right, like you put it on and it feels good or you feel like refreshed or or focused, like you said, with your wool hat. If you feel that way, then you should be good because your body can naturally detect instantaneously if it doesn't feel correct. You know, and that's why, like, as soon as you put on a polyester you know, jacket, you feel like you're in plastic. You're just like in engulfed in it, you know, so you can definitely. And that's the thing. Go back to making your own stuff. 
you know, everybody used to sew and make their own things too. So like, there's nothing wrong with that. That's the original way. You know, they didn't well, when have you buy real materials, you can maintain it too. You buy a real leather jacket. I've been looking for a leather jacket too. It's hard to find one without a plastic lining. So I'm like, man, I got, I got to pull this lining out. I got to put my own lining in or find some that's really high quality, I guess. that has 100% natural material. But even luxury brands don't care, really, you know. They don't. They, they and That's when you get into it. You know, I've looked at some of these and it's like, it's let's say $5,000 or something funny. And it's literally made out of plastic. So it's like you got duped on so many levels because you think you're getting the right material, but you turn around. And I even had a person message me on a grounding mat and the guy showed me the the tag. Cause I always said, I go, look at the, look at the tag, see what it is. Looks at the tag. And he's like, dude, it's plastic. I'm like, I, they sneak it. It was meant, it was like marketed as all this, whatever else he turns it over. It says 80, 82% polyester. And I thought, well, that, this is the trickery. You know, if we don't read the tags and, the biggest one that's notorious for that is bamboo. Bamboo is usually 100% polyester marketed as bamboo. So when a person turns over the tag and it says, you know, 100% bamboo, it says online 100% bamboo, they turn over the tag, it says 100% polyester. So, you know, all this trickery of things. And that's why it's important to, like, you know, you source it and get it and know where it comes from. So you know it's the real deal. Yeah, we right. got alpaca farms up here too, so it's that's like wool, right? Uh, alpacas yes. are, yeah, really so alpaca's really good. Hoping that's gonna make me some sweet winter gear too. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool, man. Yeah, I I'm amazed by it all because it's. I think that's one of the things that backfired on them in 2020 was the push was so hard and they pushed scarcity to the point where people finally said, okay. If things are going to become scarce, I'm going to prepare myself and teach myself some of the old ways. And I think, you know, everybody in quote unquote, our circle has done something that they weren't doing prior to this related to self-sufficiency or abundance or to to just now the not at least you have the knowledge at the bare minimum of, of what the options are. You know, and and I think that's a beautiful thing because the only way we get out of the matrix is to realize we don't need it. Yes. Yep. And that's, I think, the most important, crucial thing is just realizing you can just take a couple steps and you can have abundance in different ways. Even if it's one step at a time and just changing one thing, even if it's one piece of clothing at a time, it's still better than where you started. You know, and, and you don't need as much, too. Like, that's the other thing. I don't have that many clothes. I have just what I need and what works and is efficient, you know, and first before maybe I had like, I don't know, piles of things just sitting in a closet that I never used, but all of them were made out of materials that I don't even want to wear or I don't touch. So it's like, it really changed our minds. I think in so many things and seeing things and then realizing what you really need and what you really don't need, you know, and it's just, yeah, it was an eye opening experience. Yeah, it's amazing. I don't know. I, I'm just I'm in this I'm in this natural kick lately. You know, I'm trying to understand or decode as many natural ways as possible, because it seems like natural law and the closer you are to natural law, the closer you are to not being happy, but being whole in this realm. Because I think they've disconnected so many of our senses and they're, we're constantly bombarded, like you said, with EMF, different frequencies, different stuff in the soil, water, food, that if you can 
like you said, disconnect one piece at a time. I think we're getting closer to being healthy. I mean, I was listening to to the Jimmy Dore show before I hopped on here and America is the unhealthiest nation in the world right now. Well, and I was for just, a long time. We spend way more money on healthcare than any other country before the pandemic. The U.S. spent more money on healthcare than all the other countries combined. Yeah, I believe that changed in the pandemic because everybody spent so much money. But yeah, it's wild. You guys have uh, one of the worst health outcomes. You know, you're nowhere near the top uh, of the list. Uh, I spend half my time in America, you know, but I, I still think of it as you guys. Doesn't matter. It's all, all of our same society here. But yeah, nowhere near the top of the list of first year survivability of the babies and you know, uh mothers surviving pregnancy and stuff. Like America's getting really, really uh crappy outcomes for the money that they're spending. And Canada too, but we're still do- we're doing a lot better than the US. It's it's worse in the US. Well, and you yeah, there's things- there's definitely shortcomings in all these countries, right? I mean, Trudeau's no saint, you know what I mean? So it's always <laughs> kind of just a shitty uh it's kind of tough to to you know see like what's good about different countries and whatnot but yeah man i can't disagree with you on that ryan it's 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 tough to justify paying taxes here right now like very very hard when especially when it's all going to ukraine it's difficult to do that well and your country makes it sound like you know it's private but it's it's really not you guys have such a huge tax burden there's so many people on welfare and various benefits that your government is paying more for america's health care than than canada pays for its and we do have government health care if you sign up for it. If you leave the country for more than six months at a time, they take it off. That's why I don't I don't have it anymore. But I hopefully wouldn't be using it. But yeah, America spends more still. They even though it's supposed to be private, just because the government said, oh, OK, we'll we'll handle everyone who can't afford it. And since it's ridiculously expensive in America, no one can afford it. So America pays way more money for from the government, you know, than Canada, the entire country. Well, I think we spend more on everything, right? Military, obviously, we spend more on that too. Of I mean, course, we spend more on the world. We spend more on everything, and I think that's because there's so many people here, so many tax dollars here. Um, you know, like it, it always blows my mind that Italy, America is the size doesn't of spend as much as China. America doesn't spend as much as China, anywhere near as much as China. On what? Healthcare. On healthcare. Really? China has better outcomes. Hong Kong's number one in the world right now for longevity. I know it's only kind of technically politically part of China, but uh, it's. There's similar other regions in China that are doing very well. Huh, and they smoke and, cigarettes uh, like crazy over there, too. And yeah, out in the away from the cities, this uh, there's articles about this and stuff, too. I'm not making it up. But it's going to sound a bit extreme. Uh, in rural China, if a if a medical doctor kills a patient, if they die from malpractice or something that was responsible, the doctor was responsible. The family comes and kills the doctor straight up. <laughs> Wow, so it's kind of in, in the in the country in the boonies, Chinese doctors apparently, according to these articles, uh, Chinese doctors don't want to go the mainstream way, the allopathic way, the way that we do it here, Western medicine, drugs, tests, and surgeries, because they're literally afraid for their lives if they practice that type of medicine. So they go, they lean into the traditional Chinese practitioner and doing the herbs and doing the acupuncture and stuff like that. They get great results out there, and yeah, the regular medical doctors are liable to be beat to death by families all the time because standard medical practice uh kills people but yeah i'm just saying um, america spends more than every other country including china china has a lot more people they have better health outcomes and yeah they don't even spend as much on, on their military do they right. use anything like uh frequency healing or rife machines or anything like that china does have so many different regions and different traditions and i'm, I'm sure they do i'm sure they do use energy i mean they invented chi right 
Well, look at I don't know the, if they use the medals Sun and Gardens. stuff. Yeah, that's well, Japan too. I mean, yeah, of course they they study energy like they it's literally a religion to them. Like I'm feng not shui, all and stuff. Asian people, but yeah, it's huge out there. Of course, yeah, from the way that they set up their living, the feng shui thing. You know that uh, I heard Matt talking the other day about uh, orienting yourself with north to south when you're sleeping, or south to that's, north. That's that's an interesting thing too, because I've heard that you're supposed to sleep with your head to the south, but I always sleep better with my head to the north. So you're you're supposed to go north to south just so that the flow of energy can flow throughout your body. So if you're so north your north, your head your head points south it's or just north? just going up your ass, right? That's why you're so you, happy. No, you can do you can <laughs> do, maybe I like it. You can do either way. So south to north or north to south, so oh, that okay. energy can flow up and down the up and down your body and just ex, it, it can exit your body. Versus if you are sleeping east to west, think of it as like a blockage like this, and now that energy is trying to pass through and you can't sleep and you toss and turn. So it's yeah, so they, weird they study I, that stuff out there for sure. Well, yeah, definitely. And that's what I was looking at. I was looking up a lot of feng shui when I found this out. I was pissed off at Kim and I came and slept out in the living room <laughs> and I slept like, you know, the bed faces with the head to the south. And then I came out here and slept with my head to the north. And then we had to rearrange everything after that because <laughs> I was like, dude, I slept so good. And I mean, it's 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 a true thing, though, man. That's something very real. Well, and, and Justin Criso Flo in his uh, one of his articles, it was like 1921 or something, he explained about how houses used to be aligned north to south, like perfectly. Every house that was built, they would align it north to south, exactly how it's supposed to be built. So if you think about like, if you think about all the religious buildings too, you know, they're all supposed to face towards the east because the highest energy is in the west. And then the people who are sitting in the religious building are sitting nor- normally in a, like a pew on the north and the south part of it. And they sit there. So if you think about all these things, every single thing is how the flow of energy is supposed to go. But we've disturbed a lot of those things and then started building all every different direction and like every different angle and whatever for whatever reason. And then you start to have an issue. And there was somebody talking about with one of the books, they were mentioning like a person will build on a ley line. They wouldn't know that that was like a ley line of like two, two spots of water crossing and they would get like horribly sick because they were building on that ley line. So there's so much when you get into like dousing and pendulums and all of that research that connects into this, but you can use dousing rods and pendulums to d- determine every which way you need to be. And then even how you need to set up your house. And that relates to the Feng Shui that we were talking about, which uses a lot of copper. They use tons of copper in Feng Shui and, and brass and all these other materials because those those cop- that, the copper and brass balances out the energy of the room so it's 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 yeah it's much more com- not complicated but interesting when you get into it than just like you know there's one direction and things like that dude well, that even makes... with the mormon church the that that angel at the top of all the mormon churches moroni i just had to double oh, yeah. check what it was that thing points to the east all the time yeah. i know that because my grandma is mormon and she you know when we drove past the, the newer church here she pointed up to the thing she's like look at that thing it's like solid gold supposedly yeah. And it's pointing east always, always to the original temple, supposedly. Um, but yeah, man, that's a weird thing, dude. So that's all religions. Yes. The all, Eastern all, thing. It's all to the east. If you see it to the west, it's just they didn't know how to build it. And yeah. they're like brand new building pretty much. But all of them are to the east. And it was just because they learned that the most energy was in the west and then the north and the south. So they would put all the people positioned there and then that energy would flow. And then based on the crystals or crystalline structure or, or crystals in the window 
or stained glass window, anything that's on the window, the body would instantaneously take that on for the structure of the water in the body. So let's say there was a stained glass window with like a, let's just do a, a, an X just to make it really simple. The water in your body would take on the structure of that stained glass window when you sit in front of it. So if you think about your windows now, your windows now block out all the UV, which is very beneficial for you, but they also are filtering and only giving you one color spectrum. That's actually detrimental to the health over time. First, when you walk into, let's say like the Mormon church or any of these places, there's all different colors and different designs and different, different things. Your body is all taking all that in and it can actually cause the healing. So they used a lot of, when you get into all these religious buildings and sacred buildings, they were places for healing because they understood every single thing related to electroculture, atmospheric antennas, colors, frequencies, gold, holy water, structured water, you know, all these things all in one building to focus the people into that one building. And then the people, when they went back home, let's say they got sick, they would have to come back to that one building to get healed again. And it's just these simple, yeah, things when you start paying attention to it, like the things we just don't like notice until you really look at it and you go, never even realize they use like that type of antenna made out of gold facing right. to the east, you know, and we yeah. start seeing it. And one of the interesting things, my friend, uh, Matthew Smith, who's he's an architect that builds yurts now. Um, and he runs the Marvelous Old World uh, YouTube page. He He's into the old architecture and everything like that. He was over in Prague recently. And one of the things that he noticed is, you know, not only did the church have the steeple, but running down the side of the steeple was a copper wire going from the top all the way down into the ground. He's like, I never noticed this before. I started looking into this stuff and then you consider the materials that they used to build that church. Um, you know, even concrete, the old Roman concrete was heavy on quartz, which is highly conductive. It's not anywhere near the concrete that we build with today. It's much stronger, much more durable, much more conductive. And it, you, you look at not at the shapes, like you were mentioning, Matt, between the different cymatic patterns of the windows or the shape of the structure itself. A lot of them follow the Fibonacci sequence, which we all know is the natural, you know, formation of most of the life and structures on this planet. Yeah. And when you get into it, the most sacred gardens are next to all those buildings that have that copper wire running next down to it. And then they're usually designed in certain shapes and fractals, you know, yep. to even emphasize that even more. And then people are like, how are these gardens so ridiculous, you know, so beautiful? And it's like, they just got the electroculture antenna up on top with a copper wire and it's feeding into that garden. And then they got structured water coming up from inside the earth, you know, and you start to see all of this and it's just, yeah, it's all connected, but we've lost track of it because of a lot of resets, but it's yep. all coming forward now. And I'm thankful that it's all coming out. But on that note, I actually, am going to run cause I'm going to go have my dinner just so you guys know and everything else, but I'm happy I got to come in here. Happy I got to meet you guys and we'll definitely do another one. Today's just a crazy full moon day and everything else, but we'll definitely do another one and I'll attend again and we'll have a, some more chats on these topics. So I wish you guys the best. I'm going to run. Thank you for having me on. And uh, I'm going to go eat my food. Matt, thank you so much. You. And I'll put, all your, I'll put all your links in the show notes so people can find you. But uh, thank you again, my friend. I really appreciate it. No problem. And I'm happy to hear and happy to hear those avocados are going wild. That's what I like to hear. Cause that means that means electroculture is going nuts. So I'll see you guys next time. And, uh, We'll plan another one in like, I don't know, two weeks or so or whatever. We'll set something up and I'll attend and be able to spend a little bit more time too as well. 
Sounds good, man. Cool, Appreciate man. it, sir. Have a good one. See you guys. Take it easy. Yep. Yeah, that's wild, man. Good stuff. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. And and Tyson's the one, man. I've been watching his page for like two months now. Every day I'm going up. Has he put something new up? Because it's amazing just watching it. And, you know, I love what you're doing where you're showing a plant that you have put some copper to and then one right next to it with nothing. And there is a visible difference. Man, it's hilarious. My one buddy came down the other day. He works for a fertilizer company. And he was looking at my avocado. He's like, what the fuck's that? That's my avocado. He's like, why do you have all this weird shit in there? Like, well, it helps it grow. He's like, yeah, fucking right. I'm like, Luke, look at these two plants here. They're tomatoes side by side. I'm like, I put a little antenna in it. Look at the difference. He's like, oh, you're just watering the one more. I'm like, no. (laughs) Yeah, like you're trying to get certain results. So, yeah, no, he didn't believe it. But, like, my dad works in a grain elevator. and Every farmer he talks to, he tells about, like, the electric culture about, and he wants me to tell him about it. It's awesome. Yeah, man. Yeah, I do believe that it works. And I've been growing an avocado tree as well. And it's it's doing really, really good. I've had it growing for about a year. It's growing inside. So I'm trying to get it to be a decent size before I move it outside. But yeah, I haven't been using the electric culture until just recently. Yeah, no, I took mine's inside during the winter. I put it out this spring and it was like a foot this spring. And now it's like three, almost four feet tall. I guess yeah, it's just growing. Dude, yeah, I mine, love how you do different ooh. things. You know, you're always experimenting with different, uh, you know, different sh- patterns, different, you know, ideas. Some have stones, some don't have stones, you know, di- you're, even tools. I see you're using some copper tools now. Yeah, I made those actually out of uh copper pipe we had at the shop. I just made a hole. I actually sent one to Bob. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> so Dude, I wonder you- if you took... If you took like actual, because I looked up if you could find BBs, because, you know, old BBs used to be lead based with copper plating. Now they're steel with copper and you can buy some old ones. I wonder if you mix those into the soil, you know, like like plant food, how you mix plant food into the soil. If you were to take the lead and the copper and mix it into the soil, what that would do. Back in the day, they used to throw pennies in their garden. Yeah. When they were really copper, though. Yeah. 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 So you wonder so what it, it would do with the lead because well, he was the only about problem, lead... like like Matt said, with the lead rye is it could rust, and if you get rust into the soil, it's just it, it's going to degrade it a little bit and and take longer. And okay. that's what brings in the slugs if you get those. Yep. Oh, I I mean I'd love to see a slug out here, dude. I've never seen a slug in my life. <laughs> I would well, love to see here. a slug or a snail, right? That's the same thing. Come out, come out here after a rainstorm. They are fucking everywhere. Dude, those and fireflies, man. When it rains here, we get Colorado river toads, and those are more dangerous to a dog than a damn rattlesnake. So I'm like, I actually yeah. killed one yesterday. You know what I mean? Huh. Like they're just it's like freaking Australia out here in fucking <laughs> Tucson. We used to pour salt on slugs as kids and just watch them melt away. Oh, that's yeah. fucked up. It's really weird. And it's like uh that's like uh, serial killer behavior. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's one step before <laughs> killing cats. Right. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, I felt bad killing this damn frog because it took three whacks. I missed it the first time. Dude, you are did you have your glasses and shoes on at least? 
Yeah, yeah. I, well, I'm not as afraid to fight a, a, a frog as I am a rattlesnake. But yeah, no, I, I went out there well equipped, but I was holding my phone in one hand, rake in the other hand, and I swiped at it and missed the first time and like just caught its leg and then had to hit it two more times. Now, if you were to touch that, would you get the the same effect on you? No, I'd get high as a motherfucker. That's what I'm dude. saying. That, yeah, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, you get, you get, you start tripping, right? Yeah, you, I, but yeah, dog, it'll fucking kill a dog. Dog, man. it'll like, kill. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan, next one, you got to cook it. Cook the frog legs. Dude, no, get, though, get I some think... food and then. <laughs> so these are toes. So I don't know well, if it's it? the same. No. I love frog legs, though, dude. Don't even get. Yeah, bacon wrapped frog legs, too. They sell out here. It's real nice. It's a good time. <laughs> it's don't get me gland, started on it's food. The glands of a toad that uh, secrete whatever it is, a bunch of different toads secrete a bunch of different. That's things, why they lick them, right? The meat doesn't yeah. matter. It's not. It's not tainted or anything. It's like a puffer fish, right? It's got its venom sac. Okay. Separate. You just got to cut it out. Similar to how you could eat a rattlesnake as long as you don't eat the head. The venom glands. Yeah, that's in the head, though, right? Uh, I think they. That's why they got the spade-shaped faces. Species. It's like, I don't know. I should know that, but I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure it's just in their head, because that's why, like, poisonous snakes have like the spade-shaped face, and non-poisonous ones have the diamond-shaped face. So my dad told oh. me. Hopefully he was not lying. But wise tale. Yeah. No shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. That it's it's always a trip seeing these these freaking animals, man. And like you wonder like if they're if those things have some healing properties to them too. Like the venom, if it has some kind of healing property to it. Because it's it's gotta be here for a reason, man. Some people believe it. Some people do. They, this is where sn- the term snake oil comes from. Right, right. Yeah, that's true. Trace amounts of snake venom, I, but yeah, to this day, some people believe it. It's funny because yeah, that's the the biggest slander that you can get in this business being called a snake oil salesman. And right. yeah, some people still do sell snake oil, snake venom. Yeah, just wonder if there's got to be something to it because if it is so slanderous, like sticking with our logic that everything that we're told is kind of backwards. You wonder if there's something to it, though. Well, you can absolutely you can get different snake oils in in Chinatown in New York City for sure. Because um, I had a buddy when we used to play ball. He used to get this. I don't know what the fuck. It, it's, it's some snake oil in a bottle. And you if you were sore, you rubbed it on there, man. And you couldn't feel the fucking body part. You rubbed it on within a minute mm. or two. It was just like hmm. it was like Ben Gay on steroids. Damn. But it's just every, every single plant, every single animal, everything has its own unique profile, its own unique set of proteins, its own unique set of uh, things that we could call nutrients, whether they're essential or not. And most of them are not even known by science. Science doesn't even understand honey. It doesn't even know a fraction. It doesn't have described a fraction of the compounds that are in honey. It's just one thing. So, you know, everything, things that come to mind, people using rhino horn, you know, to yep. treat erectile dysfunction. Hey, well, it's got yeah. lots of minerals in it, right? But it, it also will still have its own, yeah, shark fin as well, cartilage, something to that as well. Uh, I, I wouldn't knock that. It's just a pretty extreme way to get cartilage. You can get cartilage from any animal, basically. The All rhino animals. fin's sad too, man. I think that's super yeah. fucked up the way that they go about well, that. I was listening to Rogan recently because there was a guy on that is big in the Amazon and and saving the Amazon and and he does a lot of work down there and he said one of the things they've noticed is not in, this, in the Amazon but elephants the you know how they tend to go for and kill the elephants with the larger tusks 
Well, now they're not finding elephants with larger tusks. It's basically selectively breeding its way out of, of elephants to the point where they're seeing elephants born with stubs or no tusks at all to prevent themselves from being killed, essentially. Dude, that's another thing that's going on out here is rattlesnakes are evolving to not rattle when they're scared. They'll just bite you, mm-hmm. which is Ooh. terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's another thing. And I, I believe that with the with the elephants, too. Like these things are like nature. Nature's smart, man. Like it knows what's going on. Well, and like Ryan was saying, this guy had some sort of infection uh, and he went to a bunch of doctors. He's from New York, New Jersey area, went to a bunch of doctors up here and they couldn't figure out what it was. So he went back down to the Amazon and met up with his guy who's, you know, a, a native. He lives in the Amazon, has lived his whole life, his whole, you know generations of his family have lived there he said he went to this certain tree got some stuff put it on there within a couple days it healed and he's like think of how long it took for them to figure out that that tree you know work combined with that wound would work you know and and the the tests and he said think of then how many cures and solutions are out there that we just have no clue about. And that's exactly what we were saying, Ryan. We just know such a small percentage of the healing properties of these plants, but everything is here at our fingertips. We just have to learn it. Well, human industry is pretty ridiculous too. Pharmaceutical industry goes out of its way to isolate compounds. For example, even reading about uh, marijuana cannabis, you know, it's been pretty well established that THC together with CBD, like a full profile cannabinoid, that has not been isolated is much more effective than any of the the pharmaceutical isolates. And of course, they're doing these pharmaceutical isolates so that they can patent it and they can profit off of it. And it would be open market if, if it was just a, something natural. So they have to make it unnatural. But we know when it's in its full profile, if there is any medicinal benefit, it's much stronger. And I'm sure that's true with every single food, even Ooh. sugar, cane sugar is supposed to come with nutrients that help you process the sugar. When they process it into processed sugar, it strips those things out. So now it's just a poison, right? It was, it did have a poisonous effect, just like mushrooms do and many plants do, but it came with the good stuff to balance that out, if if not make it much better than than worse, of course. But we you talking everything... about like the Mexican sugar, like the cone of sugar? Anything Brown. from real real cane sugar. It just it, it had like more nutrients. The in cane, it. All that stuff. Look at okay. the even look at the vilification of dandelions from the farmer right. or the clover or clover yeah, and dandelions Tyson. yeah you eat i got roots. some dandelion tea and it's nice dude helps helps you shit real good yeah <laughs> any any folk book that i've found folk folk medicine country medicine you know uh, common plants that heal and stuff dandelion always comes up always comes up for heart yeah, liver every, everybody makes dandelion tea in the and we have multiple clovers out here. You know, we have red clover, we have white clover. And it's amazing because they indoctrinate you to believe that, you know, you should pay them hundreds of dollars to poison your yard and kill off those weeds, they call yeah. them. Yeah. They're, they're magic healing herbs. Yeah. Literally every plant has this profile of, of compounds in it where we can get excited about if you start to study any of them literally any any plant and yeah some of them could be isolated out some of them could be concentrated but basically everything that exists has 
some benefit for humans specifically something that that we could use and so yeah your original question was about animals and i'm i'm absolutely sure every single animal is different some people just can't eat chicken just no matter what they just get upset from chicken doesn't matter if they have all their nutrients doesn't matter if their digestion's all working 100 percent you know just chicken Would that go back and... to what matt said before about blood type it could it could i'm not 100 percent um believing in the blood type diet the blood type diet only comes from a father and son team and there's a few other people who have studied it but it's a very small subject so there isn't actually much for even for me to look at but for many years i've been asking people what their blood type is we have a questionnaire kind of like when you go to a dentist office for the first time they give you a sheet to fill out tell you if you're on any medications and, and all this stuff they need to know that even your dentist needs to know that we do too and i ask what your blood type is but i don't comment on it at all i just want to know i want to look for patterns and stuff and i've read the blood type books and i'm not sure i do agree with him the first thing he said o types they're the meat eaters i'm an o type o negative and i cannot survive without red meat and mm -hmm. i can survive only on, on almost only red meat and i don't know if you guys have ever had the blood but in the philippines and italy and uh, portugal and spain yeah they make blood stew uh, or mm -hmm. Dinner one, like they call sausage. it sausage, chocolate meat. Yeah, blood sausage as well. I don't know if you guys have ever had these things. You, you haven't lived until you've had blood stew. To, to me, in my opinion, because yeah, it's crazy. It just blood, blood pudding. Yeah, blood stew. You can call it different names. You know, they're they're boiling meat in stew in in blood basically, and they let it. They do it for like twenty four hours proper, proper Filipino called dinaguan. Yeah, just absolutely love it. I'm just saying. I think it's a blood type thing. Because people would be coming to visit me when I lived at that place with a Filipino restaurant next door. And I'd get all my friends to try it. And some of them, just like me, would react the same way. Just feeling like someone's massaging our brain. Just unbelievable relaxation. Like, next level, exhilarating. Like, I, I feel high. I feel like I'm floating. I feel just so good. From a food, this has never happened before. And yeah, old blood types. I, I know that there's been many that have come to me for, for help. And I ask them what they're eating. And they're not eating red meat at all. Many people avoided it for many years. The government vilified it. Everyone vilified it. You're not supposed to eat red meat. They say it'll cause cancer. And these O types, they can't live without it. Not for long. I've seen a few do a few years. Even myself, I experimented with veganism. I was vegetarian for longer. And yeah, it was just the red meat dragged me back again and again. I'd wake up in my sleep dreaming about red meat. Honestly, I'd be lying to people going sneaking around and, and eating red meat. <laughs> Seriously. You got hamburgers buried in, in your nightstands. Just... <laughs> I'd give Waking myself excuses a, uh, to eat it too. I'd put myself in situations where I could eat it, you know. Well, your your body knows best though, right? Like they say, when you hold something close to you, if your body wants it, it'll pull it towards you. If it doesn't, it'll push it away. It'll just right. be a little minuscule thing, but your body knows what it wants. Yeah, it'll react in numerous ways too. Your pulse will go up if your body doesn't want it and stuff. And yeah, obviously you'll feel good. I've been fortunate enough to be there with a, a handful of vegans eating their meat for the first time in however long, because I was the <laughs> one that was like, you know, it's okay. Right? And I'm in the business too. It's okay to eat meat. You know, we, can, we can eat meat together. You know, it's like, it, Whatever I have to say to get them on the okay side and they eat it and they just say, wow, my brain feels so good. Especially if you've gone without it for a while. Anyone who's been vegan and eating meat that first time, especially if it's red meat. Yeah, it's a it's a rush. It's a, it's very ex exhilarating. I've never felt that from any other food, uh, not even anything close to a sugar rush or a ca caffeine rush. 
Well, you know what's creepy like about that too is the freaking like cannibal people out there. Like that's probably what they feel when they eat people. You know, I always thought that humans couldn't digest blood. That might be another blood type thing. I'm not an expert here, but I, I thought that humans couldn't metabolize human blood. Well, that's what kuru is, right? Like kuru comes from. I don't know if you're. I think that's that, the right? brain, isn't it? Kuru's a brain, it's though? a brain thing. It's like a, they call it like the but zombie. Uh, yeah, it's like a protein. I think that eats yeah, your yeah. brain Prion. and it makes people just go nuts, dude. But yeah, and and it it uh, like that's why you know a lot of people think that the uh, like royals are cannibals and vampires or whatever because they have a weird disorder. A lot of people think they have kuru, and it's just a weird <laughs> uh, weird kind of thing, man. But you wonder yeah, if that's like what those people feel too, and that's why they have to eat it. Like they get fed it at a young age, and then they just can't live without it. Maybe you get Look used at- to it. Yeah. Well, you heard Megan Fox say that uh, she drinks blood with uh, machine gun Kelly, right? But it's only drops. That's right. I, I usually don't hear these celebrities specify how much blood is being consumed. Yeah. But if it's only drops, then I wouldn't imagine it, it being a big problem. Look They're being real one- open with it, too. Sorry, Tyson. No, it's all good. Um, no, I was just going to say, look at that one company that was taking like those these old rich people were actually getting young, healthy athletes to do blood transfusions with them and they were actually feeling better and reversing their age like mechanically inside them well there's a father doing it right now there's that that tech billionaire who's taking his son his like 16 or 18 year old son's blood and he's been spinning it and putting it in himself because he's trying to reverse aging yeah it's, it's an ambrosia some, shit, man. It's some wild shit, man. Yeah, it's it's that's weird. that company's name, I think, actually, is Ambrosia. Ambrosia. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I can't remember what it was called. Maybe not the one exactly that you're talking about, but there was one, Matt, where they were talking about like taking uh, you know, young adults, it wasn't minors, young adults' blood and putting it into older people uh, for blood transfusions to make them feel younger. Oh, I don't doubt it at all. I mean, they they're and and like you said, they're they're more open about it than they've ever been, which is the craziest part. Like all these different music videos where people are covered in blood and shit from like Post Malone to Selena Gomez, you know, like all these different people there. Selena Gomez, I think, or no, Vanessa Hudgens did one around Christmas time in 2020 where she was just covered in blood and they were playing a Christmas song on her Instagram. It was just it's weird. Didn't I'll that Peter Nygaard get caught for doing, like, wasn't he having kids for that too or something like that? Probably. When he got pot, popped for all that stuff? I wouldn't doubt it, man. I didn't hear about it, but. Yeah, I know I they mean, were doing kid trading, but I didn't, I didn't know anything about that. That's crazy. I wouldn't doubt it, though, with the blood. Why not? Yeah, dude, I there's this page that I found called uh you won't believe me official and they show all these celebrities before they sold their soul and then after and they go from like bad bunny to you know how he's doing like transgender shit to all these different people man and it's just so weird it's like this really wasn't going on when we were kids that we saw you know like it wasn't on the surface level of pop culture like it is right now yeah, there was just sneaky Illuminati symbols in the music videos, not like outright devil worship. Yeah. Just straight up lap dancing devils. Yes. 
Well, dude, let me show you this real quick. I'll, I'll show you this bad bunny one. Oh, I'll show you after this. What is this? This is that guy I was telling you about. So it said he spent $2 million in a year. Johnson has reversed his biological age by five years, supposedly. This is the guy, the 45-year-old uh, tech millionaire who swaps blood with his 18-year-old son. Yeah, I've heard of this guy. He says he's the most... Uh studied human being alive i think yeah he's, he's had the he's most tests done he's creepy as fuck and he's got some <laughs> crazy ties and you start looking at his symbol and oh wow a lot of symbolism hmm. in there an hourglass with dna in it yeah exactly i mean it's just it's got creep show and and masonry wow. written all over it so check this out um this is pretty interesting. This is this page, and you ought to check this out. This is uh, this bad bunny one here. I'm going to have to push play and then go get back out. And this. And then go again. Here we go. Before and after they sold their soul part 13. Today we have bad boonie. This is him before <laughs> and him after. I mean, fake tits. Like Jeez. He's a wrestler now. He wrestles in fucking WWE. Really? It's freaky, dude. It's really, really creepy. And you see this stuff going on with like the Island Boys and all this stuff where they're like doing an OnlyFans where they have sex with each other. And that's There's, Sam uh, Smith too, eh? Or yeah. That, I saw that? one on him the other day. Sam that Smith. Sam Smith. Oh, where is he? was normal before. Well, I, I don't know if it was on there. I seen it on Instagram the other day. One well, something like this. Here. He was like pure and innocent, and now he's going out there dressing like a homo devil. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if you don't believe is. that the devil runs the music industry and that selling your soul for fame and success is a thing, then explain this. <laughs> I mean, it's cartoonish, dude. This is like a dude who'd be talking at like a, you know, like one of those drag queen story hours. Well, let me show. I'll show one more and you guys can check this out if you're interested in my. I mean, I used to think Doja Cat was so hot, dude. Like when I first figured out who she was and she was, she was gorgeous. And you'll see. And so you now she, like, she had a penis. No, dude, she never had a dick, man. All these <laughs> girls didn't always have dicks. Okay. But like, check this, check her out, how good she looked. And then now what she's doing. Before and after they sold their soul part six. Today we have Dodge a cat and this is her before and this is her after. I mean, it's scary. Dude. You're telling me that's not demonic possession. Of course. Like the tattoos. I remember the birthday cake. Yeah, the 27th that birthday cake. Before and after. That's freaky, man. But that's a good page. Dude, it's it's something I believe in more and more. I've I've lost all interest in aliens, but I am all <laughs> in on fucking demons. I mean, it's like you wonder, like you look at people and the shit that some people do, like you can't do that without having some sort of demonic possession in you well the eyes like the eyes when they do like i, I dude i'll see if i can find this one where it's a blacked out picture of doja cat uh 
is this it right here? Let me see. Um, yeah, dude, it's the same page. And look at what I mean. This is demonic possession right here, dude. A hundred percent. It's fucking terrifying, actually. I just found something wild on Dodge Cat's Instagram. I know she's been posting some controversial content lately, but I found this picture. So I screenshotted it and took it to a video editor and I had to play with the brightness and a bunch of other things, but I slowly got it bright enough to see what the actual picture was. And I know I've posted a lot of videos trying to keep up with what she's doing lately, but what is this? I just found dude, something wild on Dodge. Isn't that nuts, man? I mean, the oh, picture demons, itself. Dude, that's, I think half of these Hollywood celebrities are just fucking possessed demons. They're vessels. It's nuts, man. And it's just crazy to think that, like, you know, we idolize some of these people as kids. And then, like, the, the kids today are kind of idolizing some of them right now. When you think about it, too, you they talk about it all the time. Like, when they talk about channeling a character, you know, right, right. and they... It's it's all in how many musicians, you know, sold their soul, you know, at the, you know, you got the guy at the crossroads, you got Bob Dylan, you got all these different people that have even admitted to it in a sense, you know, and it's kind of like half joking because people are like, oh, they they would never do that. Like bullshit. They wouldn't people. There are people that would literally sell out loved ones, sell their soul sacrifice loved ones i mean and or sell their soul for fame and fortune yeah man, man. i was in the city yesterday so i when i brought my nephew with me we went to zoomies like as a skateboard shop up here i don't know zoomies is dope you still okay. love zoomies so anyways we went in there and we we're looking through there was a fucking hoodie and it said summon something and then there's a picture of baphomet sitting there like this wow. and it said it said something else on it and it wasn't even a th- like thrasher's bad like they're pretty occult like yeah. right off the hop this was some other brand and just a huge baphomet your whole stomach that says summon something over top and i forget what the other writing at the bottom said i was like holy fuck i was like logan look at this shit you know it's weird man i used to like that is something that that catches kids attention i used to have a clothing company like we used to do local stuff and we put occult symbols all over all of our shit like Spencer's goat heads. used to do that too. That yeah. Spencer's in the malls and stuff. They used yeah. to sell a lot of occult shit. Now looking back on it, yeah. Well, Thrasher's Thrasher's headquarters is like six 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 whatever street in New York. <laughs> I think. Not surprising. Yeah. Wow. So, oh, it's shit. in everything. It's in. It everything. is. It is. It's everywhere. You can't get away from it. You know because the powers that be knows that it sells and it's a twofold plan. I really think it's part of their agenda too. It's just, it's just fucking disgusting. <laughs> you know, I get so frustrated when I think about it. Cause it's everywhere. Like you, yeah. you know, you watch Disney, Disney has more of these signs and symbols than like late night TV. <laughs> Dude. I, I don't know if you guys remember. Um, I, I never knew about this, but there was a show in the eighties for girls. Uh, it was called gem. It was kind of like yes. a Barbie. My yeah. sister was into it, dude. I was watching some of it the other day because Kim put it on. It's kind of dope, dude. Like, it's actually an interesting thing. It's it's like an alternative to Barbie, but she's like a musician. So she mm-hmm. like there's a lot of occult shit in there. But the first episode, the first thing that she says is when I lost my father, like that's how it starts off. There's always a dead parent yep. in all of these yeah. stories, dude. 
And that's how the whole story starts is this girl loses her dad. And then she, you know, has to take over the record label that her dad left behind. But it's like half hers and half this assholes that's like just trying to get as much money as he can. It's a fascinating show. Like, I want to get into it and like maybe do an episode on it because everyone's talking about Barbie right now. That's Jim and the Rockers, right? I think. Jim and the Holograms. Holograms. That's it. And then the other ones were the misfits, the bad girls. Yeah. The rude bitches were the misfits. (laughs) It's wild. It's actually it's it's not as girly as you'd think it'd be, but it's pretty it's pretty interesting. You want to know what disappoints nowadays after going back and watching it? He-Man could be the gayest cartoon ever. Oh, of course it is. <laughs> I am so embarrassed that I was such a diehard He-Man fan after going back now and watching it and just the whole, uh, just the straight overtones of just blatant Ah, oh, it's like well, oh. there's that meme of He Man, like it looks like he's yeah. coming, he's going like that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just so... even you go back and look at the names of the of the characters, you you listen to some of the uh, language they use in the show. It's just like, oh my yeah, god, I can't believe I thought this guy was a superhero. <laughs> gayest gayest characters out there, pound for pound, Ernie and Bert. I mean, you can't even oh, touch Ernie. Yeah. And Bert. Of course gayest dudes out there but oh man all right guys this has been awesome i forgot we started early tonight i didn't realize we've been going for two hours already so uh flew by dude it did this was a fun one let's go around uh tyson where can they find you man just got my instagram there and it's uh that underscore crazy underscore canuck and it's c-a-n-u-k follow me like we said i'm just on an electroculture journey right now that's mostly what i'm posting about Hopefully this fall I'll start. I'm going to do my brother's garden with a big antenna, bury some wires. So watch out for that one. You going to go for some so, indoor stuff in the winter? Yeah, I'll bring my avocado in and I have some tomato plants started. I built that, uh, you know, how tomato cages are always steel, like those round tomato cages. Yeah. I, I wound a bunch of 10 gauge copper and I made one out of copper. Oh, shit. Because yeah. I was thinking that, about that. So I want to try that this fall. Or I'm interested to see what you get out of that. Yeah. So I put a big quartz stone I found down in the valley too. Hopefully it helps. Dude, I believe it. I thought it was bullshit. Nico used to, you know, go around and say he was cloud busting with his orgone pyramids. And, you know, I, I like, I'm willing, I'm open to anything, but I'm like, ah, man, I don't see how you can bust a cloud. And then I'm starting to look around and listen to people talk about it. And it's like, I, the more I hear about it, the more I think it's real. Yeah. yeah. That you can actually impact this stuff. I mean, they're even saying you can do stuff like boil vinegar. Boiling oh. vinegar will help break up the shit that's in the air. Wow. So who <laughs> knows? Dude, yeah, I I was real skeptical of the stuff that that like Nico and and his lady were talking about too. But Nico's a smart guy, man. Like the, in a in a unique way, like that. Like he oh, he knows his about, shit, man. Yeah, yeah. he yeah, doesn't. So, it, he's one of those. He takes his time and he researches it too. And he's quiet about it. And when he gets into it, forget about it, man. He is all in, and he does yeah. some amazing work. I mean, he's built me some pyramids that are you know this big. His the stones that he finds and the way he polishes stones and stuff, the jewelry he makes, it's yeah, outstanding. And they're actually they're putting together a store. Um, oh hell yeah! I want to buy something from him. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm have Rosie on next week um because she just came out with a new podcast so we're gonna have her on and she can she can tell us about their store they're putting out there on here 
Yeah, she's going to come on Master oh. Vader's next week. Her and uh, oh, Julia. Yeah. Oh, another ladies' night, huh? Not not intentionally. <laughs> just it worked out. I'll wear my wig. Don't worry. <laughs> hey, as long as as long as we only have to see you from the waist up, we're good. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tuck it back and I'll stand up. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, Brian Alexander, where can they find you, my friends? And thank you for hopping in with us. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. I didn't know we were starting late today. That's okay. We're all here now. As always, you can find everything that I do, all the links to all my social medias, most active on Instagram, all the books that I've written, most of them about health, and I've helped publish some as well. You can find them all on my website, noticebooks.org. Notice is spelled not us, so that's not us books.org. And the yeah, podcast we, has been back up. I got that, taken, taken down. I was down just going to say, I'm loving the podcast being back. Yeah, thanks. It's back up. Uh, I think the new episodes have been quite good. I'm, I'm more focused now. The time off gave me time to think about what I'm doing on there. And you know, it was doing really well. I had over 2 million listens on it. And plug was pulled. But yeah, I'm, I've been focusing really on health. That's what I do anyways. A little bit less off-topic subjects. And yeah, I've got some good ones coming up. I'm going to... I'm going to push my limits here and do some vaccine episodes and some some controversial things. We had them up on the last one, too. I don't know which one exactly got me taken down. Who knows? It doesn't even have to be anything. It's just anything that goes against the narrative, right? You got, you know, you must listen to Big Brother or else. Yeah, they don't like vitamin C, let alone. No. Or, well, you heard stuff. it. You, you heard what Matt was saying. Anytime he talks about abundance, he's getting fact checked now. And and they're fact checking. Even you're not. They're not. The abundance to, is false. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they're not supposed to fact, be able to fact check um, research papers. You know, verified research papers. But they're doing that still. I mean, it's just a joke. And the fact that you you have no alternative really, other than these the big guys. It's. <sighs> it's like you're damned if you do. You're damned if you don't. You know. But you might as well push the limit and go out swinging. Well, podcast is still kind of the last refuge. I don't know. I think I told you guys. Ostensibly, I got pulled for a copyright claim with with no warning or recourse yeah, or anything like that. And the claim came from them themselves. I don't know. I did have some controversial yeah. episodes up. But in general, podcast is pretty free. You can say almost anything. You know, be careful with your titles, maybe. But I don't think anybody's listening to them and combing through them, really. Maybe they did when I tried to appeal my situation. Who knows? But... Yeah, hopefully I can still talk about like even the word vaccine. I didn't have to censor myself here. I know it's it's not going to be a problem here on podcast land. You that alone you can't you can't use the word yeah. on on YouTube and Instagram. You're gonna get flagged and put into some category in their algorithm. Who knows? It's unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. The censorship is out of control. Well, thank mm-hmm. you. And Rye, what do you got going on? Yeah, man. Uh, same old stuff. Uh, this was a really, really cool one. Uh, you know, just learning about this kind of different stuff is just it's wild, you know, and the, all the different ways that you can apply that kind of stuff. Um, I'm tempted to go and get like copper wire to like wear for bracelets. I got that one thing, you know, the the little uh, wristband thing with magnets in it. it's got eight magnets. But I, I don't know. It, there, it's a it's a really, really cool concept. And I think that there's something to it. Then the other thing that I've been looking into that is kind of controversial like this stuff is like urine therapy stuff. I have not oh, tried get it. Get the fuck out of here. Hey, I haven't <laughs> tried it. 
No, no, I haven't tried it. Don't get me started here because every time I say urine therapy, this is what's funny to me is open-minded individuals like yourself, Matt, just get turned off of this right away. That's how I know there's something very interesting about it. So well, just I look over story, Ryan. No, no. What were you going to say? I was just going to say, like, look over in India that you see those guys, they splash the cow piss on their face and their skin is like fucking just mint. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, I, 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 the, I'm with you on the taboo. I haven't gotten there. No, but, I get it. Know, I mean, chicks spread period blood on their face and all that. I get it. I'm just like, dude, it's not for me. It's not for me either, man. But it's just an interesting concept. I'm very. Oh no, curious. no, I, yeah, I agree with you. I, I, our buddy, uh, the tar- Tartarian meltdown or whatever his name was, he went on a piss drinking spree. And he would like show his samples and like it, dude, it just got to be too much. It's like, okay, man, if you're going to drink your piss, keep it to yourself. We don't need a daily log of you drinking your own piss. That's one of those things. But one thing that got me really interested in it after learning a little bit more about it is my dad. Once I brought this up, my dad told me about a golfer, a pro like PGA level golfer that had MS. He was diagnosed with MS. And basically, you know, you're never going to be fucking the same. You're you're fucked, basically. And this dude went to Costa Rica, took hallucinogens, uh, started eating like a bunch of grapes. He was saying 800 grapes a day and drinking nothing but his own piss. And he's cured of fucking MS. You know what I mean? So hmm. it's interesting. I'd, I'd it's credit in- the grapes. We're just say- getting away, getting away from doctors. Costa Rica is a blue zone. They got more sure. minerals in their soil and stuff too. The grapes are great too. But if he's only eating grapes, he's not eating processed foods. That alone will stop damaging his nervous system. MS's nervous system degeneration is caused by processed foods and multiple nutrient deficiencies. But most of all, it's caused by doctors giving bad advice and giving drugs, which all damage the nervous system and deplete nutrients even more. So yeah, grapes and piss, piss is a lot better than it. it's a lot better than drugs. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm I'm just curious about it. I want to learn more. Just like I I went into this open minded and a mind blown. I want to I want to get someone that's like, you know, uh, an authoritative voice when it comes to piss drinking. Well, I can tell you, I know know a little bit bit about this. (laughs) It's mostly they're recycling electrolytes. They're recycling their electrolytes. So you can and taking in your own antivenom is essentially what it is. Well, (laughs) sure. But if your body produced it in the first place, why do you have to? I'm not convinced at all. You can sure. get some electrolytes fr- from the urine. Sure. But you can get electrolytes elsewhere. You can get B vitamins. You can get potassium. You can get calcium, magnesium, anything that's in your urine or in your blood. I mean, the best you can do is recycle it. And that's OK. But we're recommending just increasing the intake across the board anyways, especially the electrolytes, because you pee them out. That's the whole point. They're used up very, very quickly. The B vitamins, especially vitamin C, it's used up. It's gone. You know, the. The potassium it's used up it's gone so yeah. you can you can take that you could have coconut water you know there's so, so many different sources but coconut's supposedly very hard on your kidneys coconut water coconut as a whole is very hard on your kidneys anything with high potassium is very hard on your kidneys i've read from multiple sources i don't know if you've come across everything's got to be in balance there's a sodium potassium balance i don't think we have time to go to go yeah, into yeah. I don't want to get just... into a whole different thing. I know we're wrapping up, but yeah, it's just there's so much out there was my point is that it's such an interesting world um, that that, you know, you can get into all kinds of different stuff, but it's storming like a motherfucker here. I'm surprised my power hasn't gone out yet. <laughs> Thanks again, Matt, for another fun episode. Definitely. Thank you, Tyson, for sharing what you found. Thank you, as always, Ryan. Always fun to talk with you, man. Uh, same old shit over here, though. What about you, Matt? 
Always a blast. Oh, dude, I've been dealing with strep with my son and found out he's got a uh, he's got a heel issue. So now he's got to be he's got to limit his mobility for for a couple weeks. And dude, it's summertime for a 10 year old. Good luck trying to oh, get him man. to calm down. Hey, get one of those old gaming systems, the retro gaming systems and play <laughs> it with them. It's 50 uh, bucks. I, I understand that, but I don't want him to turn into Cartman and just be this sedentary asshole after a while, you know? <laughs> he's just sitting there and he's like, yeah. Yeah, bathroom, bathroom. You got to run up on room with a bucket. <laughs> Dude, it's like, yeah. No, I can't have that go that direction. So, Fair. no, but I, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, go I'm going to Connecticut this week to go see my sister. So that's going to be awesome. Looking forward to that. It's kind of like our vacation for the summer. Go down there for a few days and spend time with some family. Other than that, man, I'm looking to get back into this. I just got sidetracked this weekend with all the sickness around here, and hopefully next week can get back in it full full throttle. We have to coordinate before Friday, man, because we're doing that uh, show, uh, John's show. Yes. Together. So we got to figure out what we're uh, – I wanted to see what you're talking about, and I'll see if I can Can we talk you, about like... piss pigs? Hey, I'll talk about piss drinking, dude. <laughs> How do we get here? We got here by not drinking piss. No, I, I, I don't. Con I don't. In I don't condone it. I just I'm looking into it. Okay, I'm intrigued. All right, people are if chronically gonna... dehydrated. That's why no one drinks water. That's why everyone's drinking juice and even healthy yeah. people they buy these kombuchas and all this stuff because even sugar is an electrolyte. They're craving electrolytes. I have, I have no doubt that holding on to more of your electrolytes will have a benefit. But if you, you need more brando. If you compare it to other sources of electrolytes and good smart supplements that can just pound you with all these electrolytes at once, you're not going to beat the benefit. Yeah. Right. If, if you if you leave the modern place. world and you go live in Costa Rica, anything you eat, you'll you will be better off. Some of the longest lived people in the world live in the in Costa Rica and the Koya Peninsula. Why aren't you so. living there, Ryan? I have lived there. I've spent a lot of time there. Actually, I would I would like to. It would be Why'd difficult to do my business and my wife, you know, <laughs> we have my wife and she has kids and they're in school. I know, I'm just kidding. They don't they don't speak English at all, like at all. You know? All right. 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 I'm sorry, Tyson. What would you say? And then I know Matt wants to wrap up here. We got to. Well, I was just going to say, if you're going to start drinking your piss, do it after a night. You do mushrooms because then you get the double dose. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, I don't want to fuck with it's that. like the reindeer. That's <laughs> yes, they used sir. to do it back in the day. They used to get it straight from the reindeer piss. Right. Or, right. or if you were taking them and you went outside for a piss, the reindeer would attack you to drink your the nice yellow snow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not on board. Not trying to get fucked up. I'm trying to heal. Yeah. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Well, thank you very much. This was awesome. We'll have to do it again sometime. Everybody stay strong. Question everything. wars of the late 1800s with his arch nemesis Thomas Edison over which current to run through wires newly powering cities and world fairs alike. Nikola Tesla was determined to demonstrate the capacity to transmit wireless electricity freely by way of his copper coiled towers connecting a circuit between heaven and earth between sky and ground drawing energy from the extant and omnipresent ether. The question I am raising is, did the ancients and ancestors know the secrets of the electric universe and weave into the fabric of their architecture, sacred and otherwise, this gnosis 
rooted as it is in the teachings of the esoteric and alchemical, the principles of principles and sages. Did advanced old world buildings made of charge-producing piezoelectric stone shaped into sacred geometric self-similar fractal forms and gilded with charge-conducting precious metals on rooftops, domes, and spires with their towers, peaks, bells, and organs still intact vibrate with life, lifting the spirit and consciousness within its occupants while projecting outwardly through cymatic portals of stone and prismatic leaded glass, itself a silica cousin of quartz, as sound waves rippling ever outward into the air, like light stirring up the ether, illuminating a path homeward to the divine. And if so, then we as spiritual beings having a physical experience belong to this architecture, imbued as it is within the boundless limits of natural law, perhaps even more than it belongs to us.